0: Attention, this podcast you are about to listen to is very old, and sounds like it was shot in somebody's bathroom, but I assure you that it was not. Please enjoy this gem from the Black and White Archives.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of Black and White Commentaries. My name is Will, and I'm Lee. And this week we're going to be discussing the 1997 film Face Off, directed by John Woo, and starring John Travolta as Castro Troy
0: and Nicholas. (laughs) Wait, John Woo directed this? Are you sure? Yeah, John Woo directed this movie. Nothing like a John Woo film. (laughs) Well, if you don't know by the doves at the end of this movie, then you're (laughs)
1: lost. Um, By
0: the by, the entire like menagerie of doves. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top. Let me let me yeah.
1: let me redo that intro because I completely messed it up. Directed by John Woo and starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. What did um, you say? <laughs> something completely else, something completely different <laughs> than it, it's just out there now. And I'm just going to let that mistake be out there.
0: Whatever. <laughs> um,
1: so I wanted to I want to start with. John Travolta's cast choice in this movie because I think it fits perfectly. I think John Travolta was born to play uh, Castro Troy. He does an amazing mm. job. And the fan inside me has to give a little bit of credit to Tarantino because he's the one who kind of dug him up out of the grave he was in. I mean, you can go back to, you know, the 70s and you can talk about Grease and Carrie. And um, I think Staying Alive was released in the early 80s, if not like 1980. Yeah. And then yeah. throughout the rest of the 80s, he did absolutely nothing except for those horrible look who's
0: talking movies. And then he does. Yeah. Pulp fiction movie called look who's talking, you know, it's like he comes in, he's like, Hey, the baby's talking, but it's not really the baby talking it's Bruce Willis is talking. It's, you know, it's really, it's really weird. It's just really weird.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs>
0: It's just weird. No, it's just really weird.
1: <laughs> no, but you 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 look at you look at what he did throughout the eighties, and he did those horrible movies, and then in the nineties he's really not doing much else until he gets cast in Pulp Fiction, and then it jumpstarts his career all over again. Wow, and you know it's
0: it's funny because the entire time you were talking about that, I'm just like, what are you talking about, Tarantino? And then oh, right, because <laughs> I'm thinking like, exactly. what phenomenon, uh, Michael? <laughs> what well, else was he in? Primary Colors. All right. Oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Duh, which was incredible. Exactly. And then yeah. after that, he goes on
1: I wouldn't say a series of phenomenal films, but he definitely had a better career than he would have had if he had not done that movie.
0: Oh, yeah, because I mean, That's, he was typecast before as just like some, you know, dancer, singer dude, you know? It exactly. just it wasn't going to do much for him. So this, exactly. that, that that did really break him out into a whole new thing. I know we're not talking Pulp Fiction tonight. But um, it does make sense that, that is a real big deal to kind of get him back into it. And it's funny because, you know, you, you look at John Travolta, you know, before this and no one ever said, hmm, I wonder how he would play a bad guy. You know? No, not and at all. You, and you watch Pulp Fiction and, and I mean, yes, he's a bad guy, but he's not like the bad guy. That movie is really weirdly put together because or actually most Tarantino films are where the bad guys are not like bad guys are not the bad guys.
1: No, no, they're the central part of the the, the film, which we're right. not going to get into a whole discussion about Tarantino right now. But I just wanted to make, I just wanted to point that little that little thing out, like, mm. and maybe it's and maybe it's a Tarantino fan inside of me that wants to give him a little bit of credit for that. Of course, but Pulp Fiction is <laughs> Pulp Fiction is the movie that kind of jump-started John Travolta's career all over again and mm. put a new light on him, and it made it possible for him to play a character like this. Mm -hmm. Same thing can't be said for Nicolas Cage, because he was already doing a slew of decent films before he came along to this. I mean, Kiss of Death, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, just one after another of really stellar films coming from him. Yes.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Kiss of Death, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, all back to back to back before he did Face Off. And then after Face Off, he goes into, I think... I think the next movie he did after this was City of Angels. Oh, okay. I'm not 100%. Him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then, him then he goes Beck into, Ryan and, then he, and then he, you know, Gone in 60 <laughs> Seconds. So there's that. Gone
0: in 60 Seconds. Oh, boy. And then from that point on, it just became, well, whatever he offered me, I'll just take it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. From that point on, it just becomes a character of himself. And Nicolas Cage is now a meme.
0: Yep, he is the meme. Um, I mean, have you ever seen Vampires Kiss? Because I definitely no recommend way. you watching it once and then never again, just so you see <laughs> how odd of a person Nicholas Cage is. Because I'm, I feel like they didn't even give him a script. They were like, "Hey, here's the situation. Just run with it." Well, wow. well, how do I act it out? Like, you know, just kind of go with your, you know, go with your gut. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Here I go. I kind
1: of and <laughs> I kind of felt I kind of felt that way about Nicolas Cage when I saw him in The Wicker Man. Have you ever seen that?
2: Mm. Oh
0: yeah, the same actually that was part like, of our sci-fi night we did a few. They uh, didn't, a while they, ago.
1: Like there was no script needed for him to do that movie. It was just all right. He, here, here's the
0: plot. Run with it. That's that's yeah. how I when feel. He just when runs I and just <laughs> drop kicks Lele Sobieski in the face. <laughs> Like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> wait, wait. Did Nicolas Cage direct this movie, too? Because that's Ugh. ridiculous. God, it was horrible.
1: <laughs> so the movie, the movie that we're talking about today, Face Off.
0: Um, wow. Oh, yeah. Face Off. We went way up. I
1: I do love this movie. Um, I have a feeling like you and I are going to point out a lot of issues that we both have with this movie. But when yeah. it comes down to it, I adore it. This film for how over the top it can be, and mm. just the idea of face off is absolutely right. ridiculous. Um, the movie opens up with uh, Nicholas Cage as Castro Troy taking a shot at Sean Archer and accidentally killing his son, which immediately yeah. that's pulling on the heartstrings, and you're invested until yeah. maybe forty minutes in. The first 40 minutes of the if somebody turned on this movie for the first time and decided Mm -hmm. before the first 40 minutes they were bored and they wanted to turn it off. I wouldn't blame them at all because it's so boring. It's so boring. And and Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, it it feels like they're before they actually switch roles. It feels like they're forcibly playing the opposite. And it's weird. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit at all. It doesn't fit at all for me. Um, how
0: did you feel about, so, well, so one thing about this movie, and it's something I've always kind of stuck with since the first time I've seen it now, I remember, it's funny to me because I, I think about this movie and it's, it's, it, it goes back to a memory that I have for one of the first few times I saw a trailer for a film and was like, whoa, what's that all about? And then someone's like, oh, it's a rated R film. You can't watch it. Cause I was a kid when this came out, whatever, let's, let's admit it. You know, we're not, we're not old guys. We're, we're young. And I remember the trailer for it, and if you remember the trailer, it was really well done where he's just talking, and he's like, you know, it's just John Travolta sitting in a room, and the cameras are panning around him, and as he's talking, he's like, and the only way to beat him, and all of a sudden it shows that he's no longer John Travolta as it goes behind his head, and he goes, is to become him, you know, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like, that's really weird, like, what is this movie all about? Like, how do you become another person like that? So... Definitely over the top, you know, the way that they kind of put it all together, but I thought it was a really good way to have two actors play both the good guy and the bad guy in one movie. Mm. It gave them them both an opportunity to kind of shine on either side of the, the, uh, you know, uh, of the playing field. And I thought that was really cool. You don't see that in many movies where someone just, you know, it's not like somebody has a gradual change and they slowly, you know, become less of a bad guy or, you know, they... They were a good guy, but they slowly start to realize that they have to break a few, you know, few rules or a few eggs in order to make an omelet, you know? Mm. So. So this is really cool where they switch. They did do a couple of things like that where you realize, I mean, Sean Archer, the character Sean Archer, whether it's John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. Um, he obviously has a heart for people, you know, that's who he mm-hmm. is. Um I mean, maybe I'm, I'm jumping too far ahead here, but I know just talking about it. There was the one scene where um, where Caster Troy, who's in Sean Archer's body, uh, ends up going to the gravesite of, his, of Sean Archer's dead son. And. He can't face the gravestone like he can't even look at it because he's realizing, you know, it's not a big deal where it's like he wants to change his ways, but it shows that he has a tiny shred of humanity where it's like, I can't face this because it'll it'll probably affect me. Mm. And it makes sense. I mean, anybody in that position will probably be like that, unless you're just a cold-blooded killer. And I, and, I mean, he is a killer, and he, you know, but, you know, this shows a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, it does do that but, for him. But it's, it's really the only time it does that, and the whole, like, hey, uh, well, yeah, the whole looking after the daughter in his own way thing. But yeah, yeah. So, I, I really, I, I personally feel like, yeah, the first forty minutes are slow, but you know, it, they wanted to establish the the characters, they wanted to get the the relationships down. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of slow motion in scenes that there didn't is an need abundance of slow
1: motion throughout this entire film. It is yeah. ridiculous. I it is said, so ridiculous slow mo, and <laughs> I don't understand why. Especially in some in some shots, I don't understand like why scenes. they have slow. It, it, okay, <laughs> fine, but they have well, a no, slow. I'm saying, motion. like in
0: dramatic scenes, they're showing slow motion, which I'm like, why? Why would I they show a, a a dramatic scene in slow motion, I don't, which is already I don't slow? It's it. not an action shot. I don't, shot.
1: <laughs> I don't get it, and especially when and this is just an example. There may be more in this movie, but I just didn't feel like. I did not feel like diving into this one little tidbit that I have. At the beginning, when they're in the hangar and, you know, Sean Archer comes as John Travolta, Sean Archer comes out of nowhere and he tells his his cop buddy to get down. He jumps behind him and grabs him down. The audio is so out of sequence because it's slowed Mm. down so much. And that's I I was asking myself, (laughs) why was this even necessary right here? (laughs) What
0: what is going on? There were definitely a lot of parts where I said, why even show it? You know, exactly. Why even show it? (laughs)
1: There's no there's no point. There's absolutely no point now. And we're getting up to something else that was kind of slow-mo, but not that you and I disagree on because we texted each other about it. There's a scene where a guy gets blown away by cash Troy with a shotgun. And I swear to God, the wires that are pulling him up and back can be clearly seen. And that's in slow motion. And I don't understand why that is. It's so bad looking. Why even keep it in? Why not just just edit that out or redo it or whatever you have to do. But when you have something like that, that's blatantly obvious. It just eh. sucks you right out of the it just sucks you right out of the um, the action sequence. And so,
0: wow, y- you brought that up to me. Um, I looked at it and actually I couldn't find the remote for the DVD player I was watching it on. But um, after after I found the remote, hooked it all up and got back, I watched it about four or five times just to kind of see. Where it was, I didn't, I saw some parts that were shining, that were like the crates and cabinets and stuff behind him or the shelves. Right. Didn't look like wires to me. They were wires dangling from his back,
1: like from the ceiling to his back. Uh, There are wires behind him.
0: They don't usually do wires. What they use is actually, um, they have like a black fabric over this bungee type thing that they use to pull people back. So I don't know. I. He was pulled back, not up. So it's not like he was flying. So it wouldn't make sense that there would be wires coming from the ceiling. Well, he as jumped, much as well, When he was
1: shot, when he was shot, he went up and back. Like in in, I'm not talking about the motion. The motion was fine and it was seamless. Right. I'm talking right. about the clear wires that are behind him, kind of like pulling and then yeah. slack, and what is going on here. And then another, and we can we can disagree about that. That's not that's not the big one. The big one is at the end. And we talked about this before we started recording, where they both fly off the boat. (laughs) They both fly off the boat. The boat crashes in this explosion. They both fly off the boat and they are very obviously stunt doubles. They look nothing like John Travolta or Nick Cage. It is ridiculous.
0: I'm looking at this boat chase scene, and it's funny because I'm just like, "Oh, and a boat chase now!" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how, how much can they fit into this movie? We've got this, we've got of that. Of course, they're there's going a boat over chase. Here scene. they're going over there. It's like, oh, and then there's a boat chase. Cool. He said, "What do I want to go? Let's uh, let's take them out of this place and put them near an ocean." Oh, great. And then we'll have a boat chase. Great. And a then we'll chase. have this fight. And then then we'll use a harpoon. OK. All right. right. We're, we're <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> so, really? But as I'm as I'm watching Nicolas Cage, I'm, I'm just going to say the the actor's name. So it's less confusing. But as I'm watching Nicolas Cage hang on the side of a boat, I'm looking, I'm going. That's clearly not even the like close to the length of hair, the shape of his head, anything. It's like, well, it they found the somebody they found color. It was nothing like him at all.
2: Nothing. And, I'm like,
0: and it's no matter what angle, it was like, I'm, just, I'm not buying any of this. It's like, why <laughs> would it? I, I, they might as well have had an old fat guy with a beard.
2: You yeah, know, pretty, much. They, pretty or, much.
0: Or just not done it. <laughs> so I just, I thought that was really, really odd. Oh but then, God. you know, we go from that until he gets up I there. Thought, then we throw I, an anchor at each other. And then there's this big flight scene that they slow-mo down. So you could sit there and look and say... That's not Nicolas Cage. That's not John nope. Travolta. And you nope. can say it about a good 10 times that slow back and forth because you're just watching it going, hmm, usually when you have a stunt double, it's a fast, quick thing. But no, they wanted to drag this out like it looked cool. No. Yeah. Who are these two men that are flying towards the camera? Not these two. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, another, we're, uh, ta- we're talking about another a straight small, up action film. Another, so.
1: another small production problem. that I, Well, not small. Another big production problem that I have, aside from just the overabundance of slow motion and the stunt doubles. So at the beginning of the movie, you get this plane that crashes into a hangar. Uh No explosion, just fireworks, and everybody's fine. Mm. At the end of the movie, you get this little boat that crashes, and there's this giant explosion, (laughs) big puff of fire, plume of smoke just over the top. And what are we doing? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Why? Well, so the plane, boat is smaller, bo- therefore okay. the fuel tank got touched. <laughs> when the boat, well, I mean, sorry, when the plane crashes into the windows of a hangar, it's just glass.
1: With a whole bunch of barrels all over the place that I'm assuming is full of some kind of flammable liquid because in every action movie hang on in every action movie that you or I have ever seen anytime you see a barrel it blows
0: up (laughs) not correct not correct now do you remember in the movie Speed uh, where the guy who's driving the car um, he's driving the car and he's like helping him get on the bus in the first place and he crashes into the barrels full of of water They, they were, were full of, of water. water. Fine. Sorry. Fine. But is it actually? But you film? know what? But you know what?
1: But you know what? In speed, there was a bus in an airport and that bus crashed into something <laughs> it and it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Okay, so And it's funny and we're talking about
0: somebody else with a similar type of Californian accent It's like, Whoa, we gotta go fast, like over fifty fast. <laughs> you know, whatever. So yeah. Oh, my God. So there are a lot of really cool things about this there movie, was, and we can pick was, a lot was, of it out. It
1: was it's I can make I can keep making fun of it in, in this one oh, yeah. tank in this yeah. one hangar scene. So they have um, they capture Caster's brother, Pollux, Pollux, and they get him down on the ground and they're handcuffing him. Mm. And he says Cass, but his mouth does not move when he says Cass. They just mm. they just. Dubbed it in. Mm. And it's very obvious. Well, it's glaringly obvious to me. Yeah. He, his mouth is just kind of hanging open. He doesn't say anything. His lips, his mouth does not move, but there is an audible cast. Like, like, why? Hmm. Why even show this? I don't know. John Woo. John Woo. Thank you John- very much, John Woo. So. Yeah. The, let's just. I'm gonna. I. I. I'm almost compelled to skip over the first forty minutes of this movie because the movie doesn't start getting interesting until they actually switch characters. Right. So is, I, I feel is, like that's
0: what it kind of comes down to. There
1: is one part that I think is really cool. It's mm-hmm. at the end of the tank hanger. It's at uh, tank hanger. It's at the end of the airplane hanger. a uh, big shootout where it's just the two of them. You only mm. have one bullet left. So do you? So do you? And oh, you know there's this. There's this exchange and he gets kicked in front of this giant (laughs) engine (laughs) and just thrown back by the power of air alone and is Uh, presumed dead (laughs) after he hits a no and presumed dead after he hits a fence. No, by fence.
0: No, he was he was presumed unconscious. Now the, I know what you're saying. You would like think when you that, like, you "Oh, you're keeping that, him alive." I Exactly. I, I, yeah. You get you get to
1: that scene later, "Oh my god, you're keeping him alive." So I'm I'm assuming that he's presumed dead there. Dead by fence, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love dead by well, fence. Well, dude, he was ready for the big ride, baby. I mean, that ready for Oh my on. god. <laughs> and it's just in it's and that was you know, as much as we're sitting there and say, like, I feel like both of these actors had a really fun time doing this because they got to oh, play so both sides. I. They must have had a you know? blast. Like, Nicolas Cage is just nuts, doing and for this him movie. to be a bad guy just being totally crazy Nicolas Cage, he must have had so much fun, you know, singing Hallelujah and running around making his crazy faces, you know, and then you got John Travolta with his, ooh, wee, you good looking, you know? Like, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> know, but John Travolta but we'll stole there. it. John oh, Travolta yeah. stole oh, this movie. Oh, it was of John course. Travolta stole this movie. Um, of course. And that's actually one of my other notes is I feel like with the exception of Nicolas Cage as Sean Archer, with the exception of the scene where he's tripping out on drugs while he's playing Sean <laughs> Archer, it is pretty, it is kind of forgettable, which is why I say John Travolta steals this movie. Nick Cage's right. performance in this movie is all of the beginning, and he really doesn't get a whole lot of screen time as Castor Troy in the beginning of this movie. It's right, like he's right. there, the plane, and he's dead, and that's it, and, and and we're moving forward a little bit. One thing, while we're talking about production problems in this movie, one thing that I loved that they did was they didn't spend a whole lot of time focused on the faces after they were already cut off. You see Nick Cage's face kind of in the reflection of a pair of glasses and it's glossy and it's hard to make out. And I think that was a really wise choice. If they well, had actually okay, let's, shown let's the face all if they actually shown the oh, face yeah. all cut up, it would have looked ridiculous and unbelievable and I would have noped out. This way, right. great job. I loved it.
0: Right. I, I think the way they did it, um it was funny. Like they bare I said I I was thinking, I'm like, oh, they never show his face. I'm like, no, they do. And that's the thing, It's like that at first. He wakes up. You don't see anything. He reaches up, touches his face and just like strokes it down. And as you're watching that, you go, oh, my God, don't pull on it. Oh, don't touch it. You know, because oh. he doesn't just like he doesn't just dab his face. He takes it and he and he like strokes down his face and he pulls off this coagulated blood. Yeah, that's just sitting gross. there. And I'm like, oh, man. It's and that's why so I'm glad cringe. they didn't go forward with it, because it it would have at that point become like a horror film if they oh. showed too much of it.
2: And it was it would a very wise ridiculous. choice.
0: But then again, it's also really bold of somebody to do that in action film where it's like, we've got a guy without a face here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> regardless of what they show, it's like this man has no face. Yeah. So and they barely show it. You get that. Um, but as he's going, bravo, bravo, walk it up. They're showing it briefly, but not enough for you to really pick it apart. Not I mean, enough you for can, you to get a you good can, look. You can pause it you know, all you want. But again, he's like moving and you can't like no matter what you try to do, it's they didn't want to make the focus his big bloody face. And then, Mm. you know, obviously when it shows it in the glasses, you're like, okay, you get an idea of what he looks like. It was interesting, too, that he has no lips. So obviously he's going to talk funny, too. He's like, come on, you know, come over here. He took my face. We got a plan. He's like choking and stuff because, yeah, you got no lips and you're bleeding into your own face. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then he takes a bunch
0: of painkillers and you can, you uh, know, your talk groovy. Your groovy medicine here. Oh um, God! I, in I, I thought one groovy groovy part was kind covers. of funny. So e- even before he gets to we get to that, we're talking, we're showing, you know, Sean Archer, you know, looking like Castor Troy, and he's all tied up, you know, in, his, in a straight jacket type thing. He's getting put out into the the helicopter. And he's just like, my face is itchy. So he's like rubbing up his face against like st- a stucco wall. And then his partner there is just like rubbing his face form. I, I don't know. It was it's realistic. You know, I thought mm. it's like, well, duh, y- you know, you just got a new face put on you. Of course, it's going to feel funny. It's not going to just be like, oh, it's great. He's like, my face is itchy. And he's just rubbing it up against the wall. <laughs> um, So he got that. You know, we've got the whole. um the Magna Boots when he gets into the prison, you know, that was that was interesting. You know, we're talking about a prison that's not even part of the Geneva Detention Convention. You it's know, a, like,
1: it's a, it's a, it's an interesting concept on a prison to have magnetic oh yeah. boots. Just lock yeah. everybody down. You can't move. You're not going anywhere. I think that's 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 smart. But it makes but it's, me it's, wonder. It's, it's very sci-fi. It makes me it is very sci-fi, but it also makes me wonder what's the point of the magnetic boots You're in the middle of the ocean. Well, well, we don't learn until later that they're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you can kind of see a shore off in the distance, and the first thing I thought was escape to Alcatraz. But, I mean, it works. I like it. It would make sense that a prison
0: like that, that's not like out of the way and away from everybody, would be out in the middle of nowhere. So even if you got out, you couldn't really go anywhere. That doesn't Doesn't, make sense. Doesn't doesn't stop. Which brings me to another point.
1: Doesn't stop Nick Cage from swimming to shore. Before... Yeah. Before we move <laughs> on um before we move on to anything else um I want to talk about the initial meeting between Kasha Troy and Sean Archer oh,
2: when they're yeah. already
1: switched because mm-hmm. it is brilliant the way the door opens and John Travolta is sitting in there with that smug smug and bad he, guy smile that and he only just puts only the over his face off. because he's trying oh to keep it together my. God, you good looking. Yeah, it was amazing. I love that scene. It is. I'm going to be honest, it's probably in my top 10 scenes of anything that I've ever seen in a movie. I love this exchange. I love the way these two are in this and John Travolta makes it.
2: Yeah, John Travolta are,
1: absolutely makes it,
2: you, you,
1: you killed them. It, well, it's better than paying the bill. I mean, come on, if a facelift costs <laughs> five grand, it was, br-
0: I just, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's, my it's, God. What I think is cool about this, there's, there's two scenes in this movie that when somebody says face off to me, there's two there's two lines. One's the wee you good looking, you know? Mm-hmm. And the other one is just when he's... He, when he's trying out the new voice, he's, he's going peach, peach. <laughs> it's just, it's really funny. Cause you know, just John Travolta, just like tired voice, just cracking peach, peach. <laughs> and that's, and it's, that's, those are the two things I think of just because of those, it's, they stuck out to me and it makes me laugh about this movie. And it's, you know, it's it's cool the way they do it. They had a lot of really interesting things in it. Like, you watch movies like Mission Impossible, where they put on a mask, you know, and they get, like, voice changers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. actually, yeah, if you—what is it, the Mission Impossible movie? They have, like, a little chip. They just kind of, like, stick to their—you uh, know, on top of their voice box, and it does things. I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know? But here, it's, like, it's implanted in and blah, blah, blah. So same kind of concept— as a Mission Impossible movie, and that's what I liked about this. You know, it's something that we liked from before, but they're going, like, full-on surgery, so nobody knows. It's funny um, that you bring up Mission Impossible because John Woo did Mission Impossible 2. He did Mission Impossible 2 with the dubs. He did. He did. The slow with motion. the dubs.
2: In the yes. slow motion.
0: Yep. The, 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 that's the second movie that pops in my mind when I think of John Woo. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I think of this and um,
3: Broken Arrow. Mm. Wow. This is really yeah. funny
1: because I really, I really like this, and I really like Broken Arrow.
0: Yeah, we've talked a lot about Broken Arrow. I mean, it doesn't ah uh, yeah Broken Arrow, and
1: John Travolta does another um does oh, an amazing job in that movie do too. Do not
0: shoot at the nuclear warhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great! It's great. yeah, he's terrific in that. And Christian Slater, you know, he was yeah. Christian Slater. It was okay. He's Christian Slater. The movie was good. I mean. You want to talk about a good movie that has, like, Christian Slater in it. True romance is just phenomenal because of the the star power in that film. And and, Uh, and obviously Gary Oldman as Drexel. (laughs) You must have thought it was White Boy Day. (laughs) Hey, it's a White Boy Day. Oh and then he goes back God. to, this is Gordon. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. You want to talk about, like, what was I told you about? It's like, imagine waking up one day and realizing that you're actually not a real person. You're just Gary Oldman playing you. I would believe it. <laughs> I, would I, believe have, it yeah, I would believe it, too. I would believe it. You're just a character being played by Gary Oldman. It's like, Whoa. Pretty much.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> you're in the Matrix.
0: It. No, you're just in Gary Oldman's head. No, you, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway. So... I want to get a little deep um, on my next on my next thing. Another thing that I like about this movie is th- the entire time I'm watching this film, I am skating on the line between believing that Sean Archer either wants to redeem himself for the guilt that he feels for his son, or mm. he truly has a death wish because going because under of his um, son going under. A mission like this Mm. is is dangerous. And there's only a couple of people who know that what's going on. This is a death wish. Oh, yeah, you're 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 going into a prison. I have to believe you being attached to the FBI and you locking up. I have to believe that there are a couple of people in here who would learn who you are or or what's going on would kill you on sight and even at the same time, I have to believe that Kastrochor is the type of character that has stepped on a lot of toes and done a lot of things that some people might not be very happy with. I mean, we immediately see he gets in there <laughs> and this... Ma- and Duval <laughs> just jumps him out of nowhere Dura. and there's this fight. So you're you're walking into a situation and you know that there are going to be people in there on both sides of the fence who are going to want to kill you. Yeah. I, I So... <laughs> I kind of I, I, I kind of believe it's a little bit of both. I think Sean Archer is just one of those characters that just desperately wants to get his life
0: over with one way or another. And yeah, even, I, I think inv- I think for him, I, I, I can I can see what you're saying there. Um, I feel like for him, it's like this guy's going down or I'm going down. Or both. it's, it's, it's all about the guilt. Like in, yeah, that's why he said right at that point, it's just like, yeah, we both got one bullet, but guess what? The difference is, I don't care if I live,
1: <laughs> you know, and there's, there's another small little, there's a, it's very subtle, but I feel like it adds a lot to the film before he's about to go under on un, before he's about to go bleh, before he's about to undergo surgery. He's sitting there and he's talking to his buddy and his name is Tito. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to name a black man Tito?
2: Before
0: uh, they are uh, about yeah. to, <laughs> I to it later on, I'm just like, oh, wait, his name is Tito this whole time.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So before he's about to undergo surgery, his buddy Tito's like, I'm second guessing this. Maybe you don't want to do this. And Sean is just sitting there like what? Be crashed to joy, be in control. And it's the only time we see him laugh. Like it's the mm. only time we see Sean Archer laugh where it isn't forced or drug induced. He actually laughs and cracks a smile.
0: Oh, he does that at the end, too. (laughs) He sees his family.
1: Yeah, when he sees his family. But this this kind of laughter is coming from a different place. Oh, yeah. I can't maybe maybe I can't relate, but I can't imagine the weight of guilt and responsibility that must be on this person's shoulders. Oh, yeah. Both John Travolta and Nick Cage both do a very good job at co- co- conveying that to an audience. All applause to both of them for being able to pull that off because it, oh, I think yeah. it is a very difficult. I think it is a very difficult character to play. Yeah. But they they, they and they they both did a really good job of doing it and I just wanted to give them their props for it.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
3: So um I mean,
0: looking back, there there was a, a line. So the, when we're talking about the whole like Tito, this and that, when he starts telling him was like, oh, you killed them. It, it does this whole slow motion scene where like. They sort of slow motion pouring gasoline on them. Each person, as he realized, it's like, OK, does not need to be slow motion, could be a quick cut, which is what I, I guess. Maybe it's a new movie thing nowadays, you know, where they do like a quick cut of something and it's like, oh, show this really quick. And it's like, we got the point. Move on. You know, Mm. but they're like, no, let's drag this out and do slow motion pouring gasoline on people. And then it was almost as if the editor just didn't stop the slow-mo button, like didn't like shut it off. Because when he's like responding, you know, Cage there as Troy is responding, he's in slow motion again. Responding like, you killed them?
2: Yeah. Why
0: did that need to be slow? You know what? And
1: another thing, what, what? and it's the only thing I think would have made this scene a little bit better when John Travolta licks his face that should have been in slow motion yeah that scene would have been like perfect because it would have just added to how twisted Castro Troy is just when he goes in to lick his face god I miss that face make
0: that slow yeah. motion nothing else yeah, in there needed to be slow motion I agree with you I it, agree it's, with you but I think it's funny it, it, it's funny because there's a few times in movies where you see somebody lick the side of somebody's face. Never what is the like other this. movie you can think of? Huh. There's one other movie that I'm I can drawing think a of. Blank. My- I'm drawing Terminator a blank. Terminator Two. Oh, the sick, twisted orderly oh, licking yeah. the quote-unquote catatonic Sarah Connor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's like gross. that is a real like a uh, cliche. I'm sick and twisted. I lick people's faces. <laughs> okay, it's
2: weird. So
1: your 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 orderly comparison is the cliche. The sick and twisted. This oh, yeah. is something different. This is something completely different because he's licking his face.
2: Yeah.
0: That but, just
1: puts a whole different. That just puts a whole different spin on it. I mean, he's not licking oh, his yeah, face to creep has. anybody out. He's not licking his face to to, to come off any more of a sociopath than he already is. He's no, but Sean Archer still feels it because he <laughs> misses his face, but it's his face. He misses yeah. his face. God, I miss that face. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Clearly, clearly he's had some childhood trauma.
2: Thank you. So,
0: <laughs> so this there's a line that I really love when uh, Travolta is talking uh, to, what was he talking about, to his buddies there? It's like this nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. <laughs> oh, my God. Wonder.
2: It's just, <laughs> it,
0: it's, it's so funny because, you know, you look at it and you go, oh, look, it's Nicolas Cage making fun of John. No, it's not. It's John Travolta making fun of John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, so, and like, at first you go, oh, wow. But it's like, no, no, he's making fun of himself. Yeah, <laughs> this ridiculous chin.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't stop oh laughing God. about that. Um, yeah, we've got this whole this that the other thing. Um, <laughs> he's got this this so he goes off there and you know he gets cheered when he takes out Caster Troy. Right, he's just like, oh yeah, you know let's let's give this up for. He starts naming all the people who got killed, you know, or di- or you know, hurt in the in the me- like in the midst of it all. Is like, stop uh-huh. cheering for me. Look what it cost. You right. Know? And that's a real, like, sh- like showing, like, who Sean Archer is. You know? Guys, don't cheer for somebody. That, I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing this for recognition. I'm doing this because, you know, there's justice that needs to be served. You know? And— you know, I think
1: he, I, I, I agree with you that he's doing it for justice, but I also think that he's doing it for his own personal
0: retribution. No, he is. Of course. Of course he is. And I mean, look, look at how far he's gone where he's just basically basically he's not he's not quite John McClaning it because John McClane doesn't care about anybody <laughs> right. really. Um, but he's like he's basically saying like, you know, he's holding up the finger to anybody trying to tell him to not do what he was going to do. Like he hops in the helicopter and takes out a plane. He's like, I'm going to take this helicopter and just bust the rudder so no one's going anywhere. You know, like, he's like, I'm going to keep going. And of course, you know, you get the his, you know, his supervisor who's all over him about it, like, "Oh, look what you're doing," and blah blah blah. He's like, "Yeah, we'll just run things the way you want." All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> which is, which is, which is just another, you know, a cliche movie trope. Your boss, or your supervisor, doesn't agree with what you're doing, but what you're doing is actually watch any you know, watch any cop right film,
0: and you've got the angry cop who the angry uh, you know police chief who takes their badges away, and they do stuff anyway. You know that's. Yep. <laughs> Name. Uh, I don't think is there any lethal weapon film that hasn't happened in. I don't know. So, whatever. I, yeah, it's cliche. It's done. Whatever. Um. So we're looking at obviously more slow motion that keeps going throughout it. Um. I just I just thought that she, the difference between the responses was great. do You you get that you get his response there where he's like let's think about these people. You know like. He's thinking, I still have a mission here. There's more going on. We need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then you see after the fake Archer, you know, Troy as Archer diffuses the bomb, you know, with, you know, two seconds left. They said one second, but I thought it said two on the bomb itself. Anyway, and then he comes back in there and he's just like, yep, yep, that's me. Thank you. And it's it's this clear difference between the two people. It's like one guy's doing it for this recognition to be great. And then the other one is doing it for totally other reasons, you know? Yeah. And I thought, and and then he's like, I want to, I want to thank you all for putting up with the years. I was an insufferable bore. And they're like, Oh, did you have an operation? And he's just like, what does that mean? Like he got like freaked out. Like, Oh, they finally successfully removed the stick from your butt, you know? (laughs) And then it's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Funny, funny. And it's, I think it's, it's funny there because it, sh- it shows the people around him where it's just like, hey, this guy is all business all the time. I think, and they're like, I they're like liking the new the new Archer. I think that speaks volumes to the to the character, though, right, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> I'm reluctant to say that. Castro Troy is doing a better job at being Sean Archer than Sean Archer, but that's kind of what it's looking like.
0: I mean, well, he, he's there with his wife. I, he's being attentive he's, to her, and then exactly, he's, you know, not being a jerk to all those people there. Yeah, but that's so it's it, it, that it, it comes down to that whole thing I was saying before. It's like oh, bad guys are bad guys, or whatever. Good guys are good guys. But you know, we've got a guy who's all business. He's not perfect. You know, well, he's not like this perfect superhero guy where he's like everybody loves him and you know he's doing what he needs to do that's not he's a not norm, al- that's not a person okay.
1: <laughs> okay he's not he's not he's not perfect i didn't say that Sean ancho was perfect no. but my 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 thing is you're saying that Nobody he's is. all business he's all business until it comes down to him for until it t- comes time for him to escape from prison and then he is allowing duwal to just shoot everybody down with a machine gun not a machine gun well, well with, with an assault rifle no uh-huh. problem there at all He comes across him once and says, no, but still he's blowing people away with this assault rifle. And it's clearly right in front of Archer and he's just letting him do it. The only thing that's on his mind at that moment is
0: escape. All these prisoners and the cops and everybody else can die as long as I can escape. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what comes down to the whole like the character changing Mm -hmm. while they're in the other person's shoes. You know, we see a Mm. lot of that happening here where I feel like it was a lot more for Sean Archer than it was for caster troy i mean like i said there's that one spot where caster troy kind of goes i can't look at this because you know i clearly killed this person's child it was not my intention but i did it and i just i just don't want to i really don't want to be here um let me just you know hold her shoulder or something okay yeah you know and you see that like that remorse there um but it's not anyway. just, and
1: back to what you said before, it's not just him paying attention to his wife, it's him, in very shady ways, disarming a bomb, and giving giving his team a little bit more recognition, letting his team, you know, come out of their shell a little bit more and actually make his work environment a little bit more friendly, rather than mm. always tense. You know, we've all been in environments like that where you're at work and everything is just tense because your boss is so by the book and such oh, yeah. a stickler for. And, and there's the same when thing you with, have his, some, with his
0: daughter as well.
1: And then you have the, everything with his daughter giving her a knife protection. Do you have protection? Do you mean like condoms? Mm-hmm. No, here's a butterfly knife. You know, next time let him take down his pants and
0: stab him in the thigh. Twist it stab so stab him in the thigh. Goes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just. He's paying a lot more attention to what's going on in Sean Archer's life than Sean Archer did, and right. it's in a weird place because you know it's because of the death of his son and that, all that guilt. But still, you right still you you you're the one who decided to stay on your job, so maybe pay attention to the team that's working around you. I understand that you've been through a, a traumatic experience and a tragedy, but you still have responsibilities, right. and there comes a time where you have to pay attention to them. You can't just neglect your wife and expect everything to be okay. You can't just neglect your wife and, and write everything down in, in a diary and expect, oh, well, this is going to make everything better. You can't ignore your daughter and, you know, blame her for the way that she dresses. You, nah, it's not helping anybody. It's not making any situation any better. It's just making everything even worse.
0: Right. Right, and so that's, that's, a, how, that's a really key part there that you see in a lot of other movies. It's sort of cliche in that sense, where there's the obvious, the daughter's not getting attention from the, from the father, so they're trying to find attention from other men, so they dress that way, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. so on and so
1: forth. Um, I love that so, line, dress like Halloween and ghouls will try to get in your pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> so so as, they're, as they're escaping, you know, as he's escaping the prison, which was actually a really, like, I, I, I like that scene... Um, I, I like the escape scene. It's like, okay, how's he gonna get out of this? Like, he's in a really good fortified prison, and yeah, he's an FBI agent, but he's not like street smart, street fighter, you know? No, no. <laughs> so, but but he like anybody uh, got a, a few- light?
1: Anybody yeah. got a light? Oh my god! It, he burns him with a cigarette. That's how that's 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 how the escape starts to happen. This is. He MacGyvered his way out of prison by burning somebody with a cigarette. It was great. It was brilliant. I loved it.
2: What? what, Where? Where's the.
0: Oh, oh, there's a few parts I I wanted to talk about that I was thinking about. So Cage. So Nicholas Cage gets there and basically right off the bat, he has this big fight with Duvoff, right? So Mm -hmm. you see him. He gets knocked down and then there's Pollock staring at him. And he realizes he's being he's being looked at. So he gives this ridiculous Nicolas Cage face like, OK, ha ha. <laughs> and <laughs> and he just and while he's doing it, while he's beating this guy up, he, he's about to cry. And then through it goes, woo, to like fight through it. And he's just so tormented because he's going against everything that he believes in <laughs> right now. He's just beating this guy up mercilessly. As, and so he's crying, and then trying to make it like a a warrior cheer. Um, I think he enjoys it. I, I
1: I really think that as soon as he gets into the prison, he gets into that fight. He enjoys uh, it.
0: I don't think he does. I think he, he, en- I think I, he enjoys I think he's, being captured from the jump. I, I think I think he's losing his mind. I think he's actually tapping into insanity at that point. That's and
1: where, we- but that's where it is because it goes back to what he said before. He was about to go into surgery become Mm cast to Troy and get control Mm -hmm. and, or have control, whatever he says. And he's in this, and he's in this element where he has absolutely no control. His responsibilities are shed and he can just go into this completely different person, be a completely different person. And you can tell because even, yes, he gives his brother a very odd smile and it's so forced. But then when he gets into just beating this person's behind, he starts to enjoy himself. He, he cries absolutely. and then laughs. Exactly. He's beginning I think I think his problem mm. is he's starting to enjoy himself, but he hates himself for it. It's this immediate mm. reaction where he's 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 in this situation where he has to he where he does have to defend himself.
0: Yeah, he has, he to, is well, fighting he has first. to save face. He, he's doing uh, it. It's a couple face. of different things.
1: He's doing it to stay face, and he does have to defend himself against this monster who's, you know, trying to beat the hell out of him. He gets the upper hand, and he's enjoying it, and then he catches himself enjoying it. It's almost like he enjoys it, woo, and then he cries because he just catches himself like, what am I doing? What's happening to me? I agree with you that he is touching into a little bit of insanity, but I also think it's kind of a struggle. I fully believe that Sean Archer enjoys being cast Troy. And you see, you see that throughout the rest of this movie in a couple of different places, especially coming up to the drug sequence, which we'll get to later, but that's my
3: belief. I think he enjoys it. I. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I, I think he's just so focused on the mission. That's, that's my opinion.
2: Um,
0: so cigarette, but what, okay. The cigarette riot boots off Dubov. Mm
2: -hmm. All right.
0: Um, well, well played. Like I'm watching it. I'm seeing this whole cigarette thing. I'm going, where the heck is he going with this? You know, the entire time, like what's he planning on doing here? And then he uses the whole like situation with Dubov. I know your your sister and your wife love you, and, you know, I didn't do any of those things, and they want to see you come home, and he's like, out, get out. out. Okay, yeah. okay, great, let's do it. And he's like, all right, let's get out of here, and it's like, burn one guy's hand, smacks him down, okay, and then they and that just begins this crazy riot where two guys don't have boots on, let's get him out. Okay. A little surprise that he just let this big guy hang out there on the floor. I mean, he was shock. On? there was no
1: there was no I, I'm, I'm sure they didn't think that he was going to get up and just start wrecking. You know, well, of course, he was... they
0: didn't think that. But it, I mean, <laughs> it, but in any situation like that, hey, look, what happened? He got motivated enough and he got himself up, didn't he? You know, yes. So I they guess. probably should have throw the boots on right off the bat. Like, oh, we're not shocking him anymore. Take off the put the boots back on. OK, put the boots well, back on. It would be smart. I'm, yeah. It, It would be a smart movie. And if you think about it, this goes back, this goes back to, you know, the whole thing about movies. We watch a movie and we see we see a plan fall into place and we go, hmm. Now, if we went back into that movie and watched it again, where where this happened instead, the entire plan would be botched. So if for some reason Dubov had those boots on, that would have been the end of this.
1: Like it would not have gone. So. "Hmm?" I'm going to I'm going to say something right now it has nothing to do with this movie. You can apply this to any movie. Oh, of course, of course. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I know. You and I, you and I and anybody who's listening to this, we're movie fans. We're we're movie nerds. Mhm. Therefore, I think we relinquish our
0: right to apply logic to illogical situations. Oh, of course. I'm I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the fact that it's like you know it's it's like final destination, you know where it's like mm. anything that it's it's which is basically just Newton's law, the entire thing is oh sorry, Murphy's law, you know anything that could possibly go wrong will go wrong if there's a chance that this would like somehow catch somebody's house on fire, it will happen, you know, and it right. just goes like this, and it ends up being this whole like you know domino effect of this happened to this that happens over here, next thing you know, this woman's on fire because her vodka spilled out of her coffee mug because she left it. You know, the vodka was cold and the mug was hot, like ridiculous (laughs) stuff. But so then you've got these action films where it's the exact opposite, where it's like anything that could possibly go right will go right. (laughs) Oh, look at this. Oh, suddenly there's a blah, blah, blah. And then there's here. It's like, oh, and then they open up this door. And of course, there's a gun here. Take the gun. I'm going to walk over to this box over here and just steal a car because the valet is not hanging out by the box. And there's all these keys. Like, really? If that was the case, a lot more cars would be stolen from valet parking lots. But hey, whatever. It's a movie. Thanks, John Boo. So as he's getting out, my favorite, there's a screen. Hang on. My favorite action movie trope, and you
1: do see it in here, is I am going to hide by, behind this inconspicuous object. And the bad guy or the guards are just going to run right by me and I'm going to slip away and nobody's going to know I was there. Right. nobody's gonna search nobody's gonna mm-hmm. do anything just I'm oh, yeah. here because i'm the hero of the movie and you're just gonna run by me because you're stupid yay yep
2: yeah uh,
0: plot armor. plot armor there you <laughs> go oh yeah um, it's like stormtroopers can't shoot right but whatever so well, that's fact stormtroopers can't shoot yeah well they also can't see where they're going that's why they hit their heads and then George Lucas adds a dunk. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that guy hit his head. Let's just add a sound effect, <laughs> make it funny." <laughs> dunk. <laughs> um, oh my god. So we've got we've got the Wilhelm scream, right? Like that's something we we hear in a lot of movies. There's a scream in this movie that's not the Wilhelm scream. It's not the oh. It's mm. it's I. The only way I can describe it is it's the Ah, Real Monsters scream. Because they did it in the intro for the song. And it's, it's this... <gasps> and it's, it's, it's a ridiculous scream. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. I don't know how else to describe it, but besides ridiculous, they used it. See, I thought it was the Wilhelm scream, just with
1: a lot of bells and whistles attached to it.
0: Nah, it's it's not. There's... there's Okay. Okay. no, I I mean, I trust you. It's just it's this loud, ridiculous scream. And I'm like, where did that one come from? Yeah, and they did it in here. And it's like, how can you watch this movie and take that seriously? How can you how can you watch any action film and take a, you know, a sound effect, you know, overly done scream and put it in anything and expect people to not laugh about it? Like, I laughed. I laughed out loud. <laughs> I, 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 as the children say now, I LOL'd. I, LOL'd. I, I LMAO, you know? <laughs> it was it was ridiculous, because I'm like, why? <laughs> Just have people know. record a real scream. It's I don't not know. hard.
1: I don't. See, I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know why they have to add in these extra sound effects when you have a whole cast of people... I'm sure somebody can scream. Scream. Exactly. Have it be a little bit realistic. I mean, mean, you have a cast full of actors, you know, a lot of them who went to acting school. Nobody can scream. You have to add in a sound effect scream. That's my problem with the Wilhelm scream. I don't like it. I've never liked it. Because why? What's the point? What is the purpose of that? Just have somebody scream. Have it be a little bit more authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And Speaking of that, I haven't heard it in a recent film, in a long time. It's been a very long time since I've heard that. Well, come
0: because up. there's people like us who pick on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so. Okay. Anyway, he's. No, I, I really thought the escape scene was interesting because you have a cop. So, and I think they they touched upon this in the way that they did it. were how is this guy? How is this? You know, non. Uh huh. There we go. <laughs> He's not a bad guy, you know? He's not a criminal. Well, he is now, I guess. But He is now, yeah. He, he's, he's a cop, you know? How is he going to escape? Well, obviously, he'll use knowledge that a cop would have in order to get out of this situation. But they made him seem like he was some kind of MacGyver scientist, right? Mm. I, 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 and maybe that's, maybe that's over the top for my, my explanation. No, it's not but over the top. Point, it's not over the top because he, he throws— He reaches over, and he, and he grabs this bottle of sulfuric acid— I was just about to throws go there, it, yep. throws it up in the air and then shoots it. And the way they do it, he grabs it, looks at it. And then we have a zoom in on it saying sulfuric acid, blah, 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 throws it in the air and then shoots it. And it's like, the, you know, the guards like, ah, you know, because it's like eating away at their at their uniform that, you know, at their armor. <laughs> and it's like, OK, well, well, that makes sense. But. Oh, of course, only a cop would know <laughs> to throw acid and shoot it. <laughs> <I Duh>. guess <laughs> That's what they were kind of getting at. But it was like, no, that's not true. Anybody would be like, oh, sulfuric acid. This would probably hurt. <laughs> let's let's do something with it. So I didn't see how it's like nobody else thought about a plan like this. And that's why it comes back to the whole like Dubov. Like they didn't think that he would just get up and knock them out. Whatever. Okay, too many things falling into place, making sense and then making it look like, oh, because he's a cop, he knows things or no. Um, We get into. um, uh, uh, I mean, there's definitely a few different things here. Um, We see him come back home. We see his interaction, you know, with his wife, which is kind of like, you know, she's like, "Uh, what's going on here? (laughs) It's kind of odd. Uh, We see his interaction with what's that? She likes it. Oh, she likes it. She's
1: you know? smiling. She's blushing. She, what are you mm-hmm.
0: doing? Oh, my God. Stop it. Like,
1: it's 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 right. working. It's, it's working. working. It, and even a, and that's, he, what,
0: that's what adds to her shame later on. Big time. Uh, OK, we can get into her character later on, because yeah. what shame?
1: <laughs> where is the shame you're talking of, sir?
0: Uh, later on. OK. What shame? Where, she, where she's like. We'll talk about that later on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Anyways,
1: he gets it. I I was cringe at this next interaction that he has with Janie, Jamie, whatever her name is. The cigarette. I was the cigarette. Mm. I kind of the way he just. Doesn't let her shut the door, creeps on her while she's in her panties. You have something I crave. He's kind of hovering hovering over her. Over hovering over her a little bit, it reaches for the cigarette. I don't. Papa's got a brand new bag. Ow! And then just like like, dances. It's weird, but it also fits his character. So I'm like torn between. This is kind of cringe. This is kind of creepy. And well, it's cringe and creepy because you know, to
0: her, that's her dad. But But she smiles.
1: She smiles like she kind of cracks a little smile like, oh, my God, my dad's cool. Like, it's yeah, still kind of because she realized he was not being creepy.
0: He was just being whatever, There's a weird. couple of things
1: in here that are kind of voyeuristic and touching into that world. This yeah. is the first one where they have a very inappropriate interaction and she's OK with it. And then one that happens later on between. A brother and a sister—that is another really weird thing—and it kind of makes me question um, John Woo's uh, preferences. If, yeah. If I'm being exactly. Thank you. That's all I was. Gonna I, say. I, I we'll thought get to that I other fast forwarded later.
0: through a part that I shouldn't have fast forwarded through. But if you just said that, then yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you. Like, what just happened there? <laughs> um, okay. Um, <laughs> so. We've got There's Caster it. Troy, Family Man, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we do.
1: Caster family Troy, man. Family
0: Man. I, I put that in there because I'm um, thinking Castor Troy, Family Man. He takes out Hyde, <laughs> which I thought was great. You know, you've got Danny Masterson there, right? Is it Danny? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's who, Danny Masterson. Who's who's who going? Is,
1: who's who is way older than I ever thought he was when I watched was that when I was watching that '70s show. When he oh, started dude. doing that. When he started doing that show, he was in his what? late 20s early 30s
0: yeah yeah he was that was ridiculous i had no Dude, he's idea been, he's I, been acting for years first thing i, I saw he him has. was Beethoven second <laughs> oh wow okay mm. okay wow yeah, he's been around for a long time
1: um I, okay all right i'm gonna so, be quiet now because i never i never put those two together i never i also don't think i ever really watched
0: Beethoven second no oh, you don't no one has to. <laughs> Okay, good. I mean anyway Chris Chris Penn's in it.
1: <laughs> good for him. He's um He's dead. okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Well now you do. Chris Penn, well, Sean I Penn's do. brother. The yeah, heavier. Okay. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. So um, um that was years ago, dude. Um so, so anyway, I, you get him I'm sitting gonna, there. Gonna he's gonna... a Caster Troy family man taking out Hyde.
2: He Before... goes over there,
0: he's on the he's on the phone. Right? Right. And he just says, basically, I gotta go, you know, in so many words. I I gotta take care of something. Goes out there and just like punches out a window and rips hide right out of it. He doesn't (laughs) punch out a window, he kicks it. Okay. He
1: kicks this window. Like full on, you see (laughs) like his dress shoe just go crashing through this window. And he's fine. Like, okay, if I did that, my leg would be shredded. My leg would be cut to pieces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is an action movie. And he's Castor he's hero, Troy. So plot armor. He's Castor mm-hmm. Troy. He's impervious to glass. Um, drags him out and beats the hell out of him. Just This is a beating. This is a beating. Throws him against the car. Kicks him in the nuts. Throws him against the car again. Makes him apologize.
0: Um, I'm sorry. No, more sincere. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh my god! And then we get in the house, and he gives her the knife.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let him take so his pants I'm down. Not- stab him in the thigh. Twist it so the wound doesn't heal. Got it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna
1: comment on this because I don't have kids. I don't have a daughter. You have two. How do you feel about this? I feel like you're the I feel like between the two of us, you're the one who should be (laughs) commenting
0: on this scene. (laughs) Okay. well, um, here's what happens when a criminal is suddenly given children. (laughs) I'm never going to tell my daughter here, take this knife and stab a guy in the leg and twist it.
2: It's not going
0: to happen. Now, the way that he handled the person who was. You know, basically trying to rape his daughter I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't uh, go lighter than he did. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't sit there and give her a knife and say, here, do this. I wouldn't put it in her hands. But as a father, I would be pretty darn protective and go out there and that that kid would be out of that car and and thrown in some direction. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but I am I am very protective of my children. Uh, Absolutely, there, and you should be. There, there was you a time should be. Two, should be. two, I think, like almost two years ago, maybe a year and a half, or uh, actually it had to be two years ago because our second daughter wasn't born yet. Um, there was a kid around my daughter's age, maybe a few months older, who he hit her in the head with a toy, <laughs> right? And suddenly my big man voice came out, <laughs> and it was not even like I did not like prepare. I just jumped up and was like, "Hey!" and like and like, yelled at my friend's child for hitting my daughter in the head with a hard toy and I'm like I'm like hey (laughs) and everybody just stopped in the room like we had like a good 12 people there and everyone just stopped and it was so funny because I'm like it it was the first time I recognized I'm like oh I'm a dad now like I'm a I'm a father now (laughs) this is not a joke um you don't mess with my kids. Oh God! <laughs> you you try to hurt you try to hurt hurt my kids in any way, and I'm going to take you down. And it was it was so funny because all I did was say hey, and everybody just stopped. I'm like, okay, well my job is done here. Everybody stopped, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, and I, and I looked, and I'm just, and I said, I'm like. Your son just beat her in the head. Like my daughter wasn't even crying. Like it probably should have hurt her, but she was. I think she was shocked that I yelled too, so she didn't even cry. <laughs> but um, I'm like, your your son just hit her in the head with such and such, and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And like, took him into the other room, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, crisis averted. <laughs> We're good. Let me just wow. go outside and take a few deep breaths of real air for a second because really? I just ripped someone's head off. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. The um, the instinct that we have as protectors is nuts when you're in that position. So, um, I could, I will definitely say I wouldn't sit there and be like, let me sit here and contemplate. Oh, what do I do? Oh, give her a knife, tell her how to do this and blow. No, that's not what I would do. But I would definitely go out there and, um, I would yank that kid out of the car. Like, no doubt that would happen. <laughs> that kid isn't, is I like. I've been in situations even with my kids playing together where one of them starts attacking the other one and I'll grab one and be like, hey, I'll grab her and just like bring her into the other room and put her on the, on this on the big beanbag and be like, you're going to sit here while I figure out how I'm going to handle this without emotion. <laughs> <laughs> that's the nicest way i can put it like i picked the kid up and next thing you know they're on a beanbag in like less than a second <laughs> and was like hold on somebody is hurting my child and i'm going to process this for a second before i can you know actually fix it but right now my main oh, okay. goal is to separate the two right you know it's right. like how do you how do you neutralize the situation first and then handle it after that's my main job. I feel like I, I do that wanna, in my work too. So I just want to I just I
1: just want to add in that I have I have known you for over 20 years and just the idea of you screaming like that at a little boy has to be <laughs> the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> dude I didn't
0: do it on purpose it just it It, just happened
1: no I know know you didn't I know you didn't that's (laughs) why I'm saying like just I can imagine what your face would look like I mean I know how much I know how much you love your daughters I can just imagine what your face would look like in that initial reaction. I can imagine that you would turn all red, and i because I've seen you turn that red before. And I just I want something like that on film. I want <laughs> I want I want you screaming at a little kid. I know that might sound cruel of me,
2: <laughs> but just, someday. will again, someday that'll be this like is, your
0: fiftieth birthday gift is a is a I'm video of saying. me screaming at a child. <laughs> <laughs> Once we move to a neighborhood where I have a front lawn, that I oh, really God. care about, and I, oh, can, I can God. go. I can go all Grand Torino on them. <laughs> hey. <I'm just> going, <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch
1: my Grand Torino. <laughs> I just, I just, and again, this is just coming from a place of a person who's known you almost all my life. I just that has to be,
2: wow, okay. <laughs>
1: Anyways. Moving on with the rest yeah. of this film, um, so he disarms the bomb. That's the next. That's the next big thing that happens in this movie. He releases his brother from prison, mm-hmm. and well, Caster well, Troy yeah. as Sean Archer releases Caster Troy's brother from prison, and they find the bomb that's uh, at the L.A. Convention Center, and Castor goes in there and disarms it. Mm-hmm. Before he disarms it, though, he sends the bomb squad out of the room, does a dance, takes his jacket off, does another dance, (laughs) punches in the code. The first one doesn't work, (laughs) kind of looks at it like, wait a minute, and then very calmly punches in it again with seconds left on the clock before this place is demolished.
0: I I like how he nervously did it very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he, he okay I, I know you said like he did it like yeah, whatever let me just try it again. Like he did it like that but in reality like he was scared poopless like uh, <laughs> I, I guess know, so, like he was scared but he's like well I mean if if I freak out what's that going to do nothing like I could run, run but I'm not going to I'm not going to survive. So he's kind of like uh hmm uh okay uh, uh let me try again. <laughs> I want to I want
1: to and I'm going uh, <sighs> to this is going to be a little weird of me. I want to meet the person who programmed this thing. Because to have this chick with her boobs out, this cartoon character with her boobs out going, you disarmed me, is the funniest thing that happened in this entire, like, one of the funniest things that I've seen in this film. Just <laughs> the most ridiculous, over-the-top thing.
0: Well, wasn't Why? it supposed to
1: be
3: Pollux,
0: Troy? It was Paulics,
1: who the, did it, right? I guess.
0: Well yeah, and and you know that he was a whole thing. But he designed as a, as he designed
1: build. he designed the the bomb, but I think didn't they have like a conversation earlier about uh oh rub it in my face and those people are gonna get to keep all their money? I was yeah. under the assumption that somebody else built the bomb. But maybe maybe Pollux did build
0: a bomb or maybe Pollux designed the bomb. No, They might have built the bomb, built but he might have built the arming mechanism. Whatever. I, I feel like to I pro- feel like it was Pollux the whole time. Who, I wanna, did, who I wa- did all of that.
1: Well, if it was Pollux, I want to have a conversation with this character, because why put this in there? Why? Why put this ridiculous? It was funny to him. Just like just like just like girl. Dennis in
0: Jurassic Park, where he's like, uh, 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 he didn't say the magic word. Uh, 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 it's the same thing. It's just some goofy thing that this weird little character decided to do See, because for I him, it was, it was interesting. I thought yeah. it was funny.
1: And maybe that's my inner child because I'm a man boy, but I thought that was yeah, you are. yes,
2: you are a man. Clearly,
1: I am, I am. Yeah. So they disarm the bomb. That okay. I want to go into something. This whole thing is weird. Mm -hmm. Is the candlelight dinner?
2: The candlelight
1: dinner, and and she just runs with it. She just runs with it. This is the point where I have a, initially have a problem with this character. You have been married to this person for how long? You've been married to this person long enough to have two kids, and you can't notice that something is very different about your husband?
0: Like, just immediate? Just- well, that comes back down to the whole point of, I'm finally done catching this bad guy. So she could look at it and say, like, what she did, which is kind of like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing suddenly? What are you doing? But then, what is this intimate like dinner? His, what
1: is going on? I'm supposed to fig- his mission and, but, is finally complete. But she said no, no. She says it. I'm supposed to forget all of the promises that you made me, and you're going back into the field. And she's very upset, but she still runs with it.
3: Which of course, is, because again, it's been months. Really? Yeah. Come
1: on. It's been, it's been months, so she's just gonna. It's been months since she's been laid, so she's just gonna forget about everything that he said in his character. She's gonna. She's just gonna immediately. I haven't been laid in months, so my husband's acting weird. Eh, I'm just gonna run with it. No. I don't buy it.
0: Everybody has desires like that. And I, I think if your husband, which she has no reason to believe is not, you know. No reason to believe no, it's not she him. she has no
1: reason to believe it's not him. But still, she should have in in this situation right here. There should be some red flags. There should be some kind of suspicion that something is not right. And there were, and that's why she was hesitant. But, but she no, she was hesitant until he started kissing up on her neck, and then up, oh, panties down. Come on, man! I that's the kind of thing that that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of character development or lack thereof character development that sucks me right out of a movie where you have just blatant ignorance or, and I'm being nice, blatant stupidity. It's blatant Mm. stupidity that you have a character that I'm supposed to believe that this person has been married to this other person for how many years, probably knows this person inside and out, and they come home one day and they're completely different. From their normal behavior and just let's just run with it. No questions. No, no sit down and talk. No, no kind of investigation into this situation at all. Just run with it for the sake of getting laid. I don't buy it. And I hate that in any movie that I watch. If you're if your motivations within a moment is just uh, I want to get laid. It's. I throw it out the window and I immediately get upset. It's just, it's a problem. It's a big problem that I've had in film for a long time. I don't like it. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. It sucks me out. And immediately her stock as a character to me diminished rapidly. And especially when we get to some things that happened with her later in the film, I don't understand why they happened, but we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I can see what you're saying, but
0: there's not much more that they could have done to change it to make it make to make it make perfect sense. I don't no, think it was. I don't, I don't think it was that much of a of an issue. Like I, I see where it's like, yeah, I, I get it, but I feel like there's not much more of a change that would need to have been made to make that make a little bit more sense for you.
2: Hmm.
0: So it's it's not. Sort of huge
3: thing. It was not glaring. Um. Yeah, there's that. All
1: right, I'm gonna move Um, on. The next morning, uh, Sean, well, John Travolta goes to work, and uh, he's informed that Castor has escaped from prison, (laughs) and he wants the body. I want. I want to see his body. What hasn't been recovered yet? And he flips. It's the flips first time out. that we see him. He f- loses his mind. It
0: hasn't <laughs> been recovered yet? It's yeah, like he just awesome. loses it. It's oh, yeah.
1: awesome. Oh my God, I love it. John Travolta in this movie, I'm, I can't say it enough. John Travolta in this movie is top notch. This, oh, yeah. is, this is yeah. amazing. Was, just amaz- it hasn't it. been recovered yet? Oh my God, I loved it.
0: I absolutely yeah, and and that's it. that's and where you see John Travolta shine as like his his bad guy. What makes him so good? He's like he's just got this whole entitled like, how come nobody is doing everything I want them to do? You know, like yeah. why are you not why are you not giving me perfect results? Why are you not doing everything that I need you to do? Like he just gets so angry at everybody, and it's 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 so amazing because again, you didn't see this from Travolta. You know, seventies, eighties. You never 80s. saw this. You know, you it, never
1: saw this from Travolta in the seventies and,
0: and even 80s. even with Tarantino, like you didn't see him angry there. He was just, you know, he's just Vincent. You did, <laughs> you you did, you did yeah. see him angry, but it was it, in 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 Pulp
1: Fiction. It was more of a menacing anger. Yeah, I can yeah. think of I can think of when he's having that exchange with Bruce Willis in in the bar, and mm. later on when um when uh, Pumpkin and Honey Bun uh, hold up the diner. You give that Nimrod, you give that honey Nimrod $5,000 and I'll shoot him on general principle. It, it I, that's what <laughs> I go to and I can see how he, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh,
0: here we go. Okay. So. um, Go ahead. We get into it. We almost. Well, I mean, he hasn't been recovered yet. You know, obviously really Cool. Now, there's a, there's a few parts here where we, talk, we start seeing where, and this is where we see John Travolta. Okay, we see Sean Archer as Castor Troy starting to see the inside of Castor Troy's life. Like, we, as, as an audience, finally see a little bit more inside of his life, where he goes to his buddy's house there, the bald guy, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Goes uh-huh. over there, hangs out with him, and he's just like, what are you name, doing, eh? Hey, blah, blah, blah. Hmm? I think his name in the movie is Dietrich. Dietrich? Okay. Dietrich. Okay. Dietrich. Okay. That that makes sense. Yeah, so he yep. hangs out with him, and he goes in there, and um, he's like, oh, sits him down, gives him his briefcase. It has his chiclets, it has his guns, has his joints, and then has, like, his little pills and stuff like that. He breaks them apart, puts them in the water. I don't know what that drug was, but mm. he goes ahead and takes it, and he's just messed up. Gone. Gone. And he, and it's it's so funny because he just sit there talking. That's when he starts going into the hole. He's like, oh, how do you know so much about Castro, about Sean Archer? Oh, I uh, I, I sleep with his I, wife. I, oh, my God. And it's just like, as he says it, like he's holding back saying it, but he's also on drugs. But he's also saying like, well, what do I say that makes sense to people? And sounds like a joke he would say. But then again, it's totally true. And he's like. It goes back to, again, him like with the whole crying into the woo thing where he's he's going completely insane.
1: This is like, why I th- and this is the other reason why I say that he's beginning to enjoy being Castro Troy.
0: I don't because think he's enjoying it. I think he's losing I, his dang mind.
1: I think in this moment he is enjoying it because he has that moment where he leans back in the chair and he's high and he just had that that exchange with Dietrich
0: and he goes, this is great. This is great. He's, I, I feel like he's forcing himself to say that because he's trying I don't to hold think back he's tears. Forcing them,
1: I don't think he's forcing himself to say that. I think that's genuinely how he feels in that moment. If he was forcing himself to say that, it would have been out loud, it would have been directed towards somebody else in the room. He says that line to himself. It's almost under his breath. And I think what it is, is he gave up control. I think
0: he's trying to convince he's,
1: himself. I don't think... Okay, maybe... Maybe... Maybe me saying he's enjoying being Castor Troy is a bit much. More so, he's enjoying not being Sean Archer. Okay. Would that would you would you accept that? Not
0: is really. Is that better for you
1: to swallow? <laughs> really? No, okay, not really. never mind then.
0: <laughs> I just I, I really think... feel like he's just going insane. Like every single opportunity he has to realize like he's going against everything that he believes in and everything that keeps that makes him him. He's losing his mind because he has to put on the facade. And because he's stuck where he is and when he first
1: when he when he first gets into Dietrich's place and he's walking into the living room and those two um, women approach him. I thought I was your favorite peach and I thought I'm your favorite peach and they take his hand and they put it they put them on on their butts. Both of them do. He gets this little smile and he this is before he's on drugs. There is a crack of a smile. He is also a major slow motion shot. (laughs) It's also a major slow motion shot. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would be it would be
1: it would be a hypocrite of me to applaud the scene for being slow motion while at the same time crapping on everything else in this movie that was slow motion so i don't <laughs> want to do it but at the same time i want to do it because i feel like this is one of those situations where slow motion adds to the character in the scene and i'm i'm sticking to my gun i i think oh yeah he gets in he gets in there and he's greeted with friendship he's greeted with love he's greeted with respect and a little bit of fear from everybody else who's in the room who wouldn't like that just my thing. I mean, come on. Be honest. We're all human. We all at, at on some level we all desire that kind of treatment from others. Who wouldn't like that? And on top of everything, you're not Sean Archer right now. Right now you're not the guy who lost your son. You're somebody different. You don't have to think about
0: your if old life. If you lost your child, I just I just feel like he's so focused on it. I I I see what you're saying, and it makes sense i don't i'm, I'm not from saying that i'm not saying
1: I'm not saying he's not focused on it. what I, I am hate. saying what I am saying, what I am saying, it feels good to be in a situation where you're not thinking about tragedy uh, where you're where you're completely removed from it. It feels really good i don't for, the, for 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 a it. small moment or even For a moment or a day or a week when you just remove and detach yourself from everything that's going on in your life, whether it's for a mission that you're on or a job assignment or maybe in this situation, all of the above, plus you add in some drugs later on, that feeling and not thinking about what crud your life has become feels really good. In that situation, I think Sean Archer is feeling really good and he's enjoying what's going on. And maybe, maybe he is losing his mind. Maybe there is some insanity setting in. Maybe, maybe that is going on, but you know what? That must feel good too. Compa- c- compared to the alternative? Yeah, that's, and, that's and that's something that I love about this movie is you can debate something like that. You know, a lot of other, a lot of other action movies they're mindless. It's yeah. gunfight, gunfight, explosion, explosion, gunfight, gunfight. We got to stop this person from doing A B and C. Gunfight, gunfight. Good guy wins, right? right That's right. every action movie. This is something where there's something psychological going on around the action. And, Big time. and right it's, now, it's all right? on
0: one character though. Owl mainly one character. There's not much happening all with mainly the other one guy. Character. Yeah. Right. And so, it, 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 it
1: affords the opportunity for you and I to sit here and have a conversation about you know, psychology and the state of somebody's mind. What other action movie can you do that with? I mean, Not yeah, where you and I are sitting here and we're, you know, we're ripping this movie apart for some of its production decisions, but ultimately this is what makes this movie good. And the conversation mm-hmm. that you and I are having right now is what makes this movie Awesome. So and it doesn't matter whether you and I agree or disagree on it the fact is we're having a, an intelligent conversation about somebody's
0: psychological state
1: in an action yeah. movie. That's
0: exactly awesome. why I wanted it, it I why think I chose that's this awesome. movie. I thought that this movie was something really worth talking about. It's not right. some mindless action film. It's not the Expendables. It's not <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know 1 through 3
0: or are they are they past 3 at this point I don't even know anymore. Um, I don't, know. I, 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 don't know. I, I I feel like I watched them in passing because I might have watched them, I might have watched them intently, but to me, I feel like I watched them in passing because they did not do a single thing for me. I don't remember no. what it was about, I just remember that people were there, Jet Li, I think, showed up, and then Chuck Norris, and Bruce Willis, and somebody made a comment about, like, Rocky or something funny, or I'll be back, I don't know, it was just I like, remember, come on. I remember, I remember,
1: Jaden <laughs> Jathan Statham is in that movie, Oh, cool. or one of those movies, and... I asked myself why. I'm like all these people are old
0: and they're washed up. Well because up. he's he's the they're, new action guy at the time. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not the old action guy. No, I mean he's this is the new was, action guy. They want to put them all together. Movie,
1: but this movie was written for the old action guys. You have Sylvester uh-huh. Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Jet Li <laughs> and and and, and <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then all Norris. of a sudden, <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck,
1: Norris, <laughs> Chuck Norris. And then all of a sudden, Jathan Sathan rolls up. It's like, what are you doing here?
0: Why? Okay. Dolph I'm, Lundgren. Uh, was he really? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Dolph Lundgren, that. too.
0: He-Man himself. So, anyway. He takes his drugs. And... <laughs> And he goes and he goes in there and he and he starts talking about how he wants to, you know. He's like, "What do you want to do when you get him?" You know, like first of all, they're like they're trying to wrap their head around, like, "Don't you want to get like get out of here and get away?" And he goes, "No, I I want to get Sean (coughs) Archer." Oh, okay. I I mean, I I guess, boss, we can help you with that. Uh, uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up. I'm gonna set you up.
1: So, uh, what do you want to do once we kidnap Super Cop? Well,
0: I want to take. His face off (laughs) what you want to take like his his face off yeah his eyes nose skin it's coming off It's off. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so funny because i worked at block when i worked at blockbuster video i mean this was 10 years ago plus at this point when you know they existed and i worked there and they used to play that scene over and over again it's like you want you want to take his, his his face off and i remember seeing it like over and over again when i worked there i'm like i gotta watch face off again and and i actually i had a coworker you know what actually i don't think i actually saw face off until i worked at blockbuster i had a um wow. uh, um i mean we're we're talking 10 11 maybe 12 years ago so whatever right. that's whatever you know as a kid you're not going to watch face off it's rated r and you're a kid but okay you know, whatever me- you're 18 you watch whatever you want um, Never mind. So, <laughs> I go to watch we it. Definitely- and I, I I remember I, I had a uh, manager who kept making. He used to make movie quotes all the time. His name was Mark. Um, <laughs> ironically, he ended up working for Verizon, like I did years later. So we Yay. both worked for the same company. Yeah, I gotta get in touch with Core him Verizon. again he, he was really funny. But he um he used to make these movie quotes that were just so great. And one of them was like, "No more drugs for that man." And he used to say it all the time, and I'm like, "What do you say? He's like, "Face Off." Remember Face Off? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So I, I had to watch Face Off to understand what the heck he no was talking man. about. For that man, <laughs> it's such a great part. Oh my god, you got Sean Archer in Caster Troy's body. What? I, uh, well, no, actually, no. Sorry. So Sean Archer in his own body with Caster Troy's face. So therefore, his body is not used to, you know, yeah, exactly. His body effects not used of to this. the drugs. So he right. takes these drugs and he just gets totally messed up. You know, here's the straight laced guy, no drugs, no alcohol or whatever in his system. And he takes whatever this stuff is that he put into the to the cup. Like, and he just gets I all like messed it. up. So you like you
1: like no more drugs for that man. And I like that I like that line too. But I oh, prefer yeah. you No. Know, if you'll excuse me I have to go use the little boys <laughs> the little wee boys
0: wee room, room. <laughs> the little
1: boys wee wee room the
0: little boys wee wee room it's <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's it's so it, it makes so much sense where he's trying to it almost reminds me of the movie um oh boy uh I love you man Do you see I Love You, Man? Oh, God. Yeah. Where where it's just Paul Rudd trying to be cool, and he's just failing at everything he says. He's like, I'll catch you later, Jobin. You know, and it's like, Jobin? What's that? He's like, "Ah, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, it reminds me of that, where he's like, he's trying to be, I gotta go to Little Boys. Wee wee (laughs) room. He's trying. You know what, though? (laughs) You know what, though? That is
1: something that I can see Castro Troy saying as weird as that sounds. Eh. Well, that's why it's he was... That's the last
0: thing he said before, no more drugs for that man.
1: It's so. the kind of thing... It's the kind of thing that... fits that character. As little as we know the background of that character, it's the kind of thing... It's, it's one of the only things that that Archer, as Castor Troy, does that fits, you know that type mm. it's it's over the top it's way out there that nobody would say and it fits this character perfectly i thought that maybe or maybe that's just me, maybe i'm reading a little bit too much into it but that's what I, uh, I thought that's how i felt coming out of that scene i hate to argue like, with wow, you but i, really, I do
0: he really i don't see he's that really
1: okay that's fine i but feel like caster
0: troy I, was very into his image and making it seem like he was a big badass, so I don't okay. feel like he would say something that ridiculous and okay, you know, feel confident saying it. Like I feel like he has such a uh, major confidence in what he says. Like he wouldn't say it so slowly and goofily like that. I I, I don't know. I, I see that he was trying to say whatever and and be whatever about it, but it it really felt like Sean Archer to me, not Caster Troy, not at all. Hmm. Um. The little boy's you know wee wee room. Know what? You actually, like, little, you actually, little boy's room. I'm gonna go to the wee wee room. Like if you said one <gasps> or the other, okay, I'll take that. Not the little boy's wee wee room. Like he, it, it was like he was just he was reaching, <laughs> and he realized like oh I went on this direction and I said wee wee and he's like and I feel like after he said the words wee wee he was like oh I'm an idiot what am I saying <laughs> uh whatever room okay cool and then move on. Oh my god! So <clears throat> he was messed up. He's on a lot of drugs. He's on a lot of drugs right now, and well, there were no it, other it, drugs it, to that
1: man. It become so he gets he gets into a bedroom. I don't think it's his bedroom. I think it's a bedroom, and he has this interaction in a mirror and the face. Oh, the yes, the face he makes. I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't even I bother no taking words. notes
0: because it's it's just so. That's where he. I mean, the insanity that I was talking about has been building up to this point, where he finally loses his mind, where he pulls up a gun and holds it to the mirror because because he's so messed up, he forgets, doesn't realize, he like forgets. he's like, this is my enemy. I'm looking at my enemy, and wait, he's holding a gun to me too. Is it, is this a mirror? I am losing my mind. I was like, I'm Caster Archer. I'm Ca- I'm Caster. I'm I'm Sean Troy. I'm I'm Caster Archer. And then he starts making. Then he starts making the vampires kiss John Travolta. Uh, sorry, uh, Nicholas Cage face with the whole like head slightly back, eyes really wide, and a big creepy smile. Like that is is the cliche. Like okay, Nicholas Cage is off his rocker right now, face, and he's doing it. And he's like looking at himself, and he turns around, and there's Gina Gershon, uh, uh, Sasha, I think her name was Sasha, or, Sasha. yeah. He turns around, sees her, and he just keeps going with it, with that weird face. Like, "Hello, I'm Caster Troy." Um, hello, I'm Caster Troy. Hi, nice question. to see you.
1: <laughs> question before yeah. before we move on. Question because you brought up something you brought up something interesting,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. What
3: movie has Nicolas Cage been in where he hasn't been out of his mind?
1: Moving on. <laughs> doo,
2: doo, 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 doo.
1: Cricket. Exactly. Cricket. Moving on. Um, yeah, he comes across <laughs> Sasha, points the gun at her. Well, no, he falls asleep. He passes out for oh, we yeah. don't know how long. A long well, time. But he that's because she out. punched
0: him in the face. And next thing you know, he, he, he wakes up. <laughs>
1: yep. He wakes up, points the gun at her. They have words. She tries because... to throw
0: herself at him in, in some weird shirt. in some weird like f- submissive like overly submissive way where and she feels like she's being forced into And
1: it. here is and here is another instance of where I think he's enjoying being at Troy where he where they're making out and he's going with it until he catches himself. This is not insanity. This is him having a good time being caught up in this moment and catching himself.
3: And it's my last
1: example of why I think he's enjoying being Castor Troy. I mean, he catches himself, so kudos to the character for actually being true to his character, like his inner character. I'm I'm not taking away from that, right? But he's he's clearly having a good time. Mm. He's clearly enjoying being Castor Troy for a moment. Like I said before, being Castor Troy for a moment and not Sean Archer. And I know, I know you're going to disagree with this. I get it. And I understand where you're coming from. I I really. This is this is when they I mean, they go away and there's something happening with with the rest of the crew on the outside in the living room. And I forget that scene. But then we cut back. They're fully full on making out. And he's just like in the moment. This is not this is this is not. This is not a breakaway from reality. Well, it is a breakaway from reality. But this isn't a moment of insanity, like, like you want yeah. to put it. And I get why you want to label it that. I understand. but
0: No, I don't, think it's only, a, I don't think it's a moment of insanity. I think it's a moment of, again, going back to saving face, where he's trying to, like, no, 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 no. But, like, but not being like, get off of me. You know, you're a criminal, woman. I don't know. He could have
1: easily just stood up. He could have easily just been like, you know what, you asked me to No, but he could have easily been like, you know what, you asked me to leave. You asked me to not make your life more difficult than I already have. And I'm going to do that. Which he eventually does, but not when she asks him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here until your brother helps me. And then she crawls on top of him. if, if If it's him staying face, he wouldn't have let that go
3: any further. But he does. Meh. Right. I mean, no, no,
2: no,
0: no, it's, it's I, I think it's 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 a matter of the same face. Now, when it comes down to the whole like how long it lasted before he finally was like pushing her off and saying no, we're talking movies here where we see this, we see somebody else's response, we see somebody else's response, and then we see the end result. Um, that could have happened in like seven seconds, but we're seeing it all from our perspective, which is an object, like a totally non-objective perspective. We're not involved in it. We're seeing it from everybody else's perspective. But if we stayed on that. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: She's crawling on top of him, Mm -hmm. asking him if this is what he wants. We cut away. There is something going on outside. We cut back. And they are arm in arm, hugging, making out. This is less than, this is a lot more than just seven seconds. Mm. There is, there is, I know, there is more, this isn't, if there was an initial gut reaction, no, this is wrong, we would have seen it. We didn't. There is an undisclosed amount of time that passed. We don't know that amount of time. So I don't think it's fair for us to take that conversation any further. But there is clearly in our faces
3: him enjoying himself. No?
2: Nah.
1: Okay. i um, moving on. He, uh, he gets up. He starts to get dressed. Finds out Castor Troy has a kid. Ah, oh, good looking kid. This is weird. This is this is really weird. This not is surprising. where he um, was cliche.: This is no. This is where I'm not talking about Casper having a kid. That's okay. Cliche, fine. Um, that, that's not my problem. This is where I'm going to agree with you with there since some insanity' setting in, because he grabs his kid and hugs him and starts calling him Michael, his dead son's name. And it's the creepiest thing in the world. Michael. And it's only. Michael.
0: Michael. Michael? And
1: it's and it's only. Okay, you're scaring my child now. Let him go. (laughs) It's only creepy because it's Nick Cage. That's the only reason why this scene is creepy is because it's Nicolas Cage. If this was (laughs) anybody else doing this. I wouldn't say it was creepy. I would say, no, this is this is a break. This is a psychological break. No, this is Nicolas Cage <laughs> being Nicolas Cage. And it's ridiculous, and it's creepy, and it even scares me. It scares me to this day that he acted <laughs> like this. I Every time I watch this scene, I cringe. And I almost have to close my eyes because of how... How emotional that scene is but at the same time
0: again it's coming from nicholas cage and it's
1: <laughs> Ugh, what is going on
2: here so I as i like as this. i watch
0: a lot of these scenes what i do in my own mind um as i process them is i imagine john travolta playing it so i, I imagine uh, sean archer playing it so okay in in this scene specifically what i what i did do is i'm like okay let me see let me think How John Travolta would have played it, and I can see him like his voice would be very different. Michael, Michael, like Michael, I I can see him doing it, and that's what got me through it. So yes, Nicholas Cage is creepy, no matter what.
1: (laughs) Now, now, what you say about John Archer on the break of insanity is making a lot of sense if you're watching it that way. I'm not.
0: Okay, well that's how I have to look at
1: it. There we go. Now we're now we're getting somewhere. Okay, that's why you feel that way. If you're watching it like that, I completely understand and I would completely agree with you. Okay. If you're watching it that way and you're seeing if you're seeing if you're watching this movie and you're seeing watching Nicolas Cage, but you're Almost superimposing John Travolta onto the screen. Yes, I completely agree with you. I completely yes. agree with you with your with your assumption about about him being on the brink of insanity. Completely okay. agree with you. See,
0: there we go. I'm not watching it that way. I I have to watch I, it that way because I have to see okay. what they were trying to portray as as far as like the people that they're the characters they created as well as the actors who were doing it. So I have to mm-hmm. watch this movie from two different perspectives at the exact same time which is the perspective of the person watching a movie and just enjoying the story and taking it as it's all like this is a true thing happening right in front of me and then as the movie fan the movie connoisseur somebody who's interested in how movies are made and just laughing about the actors pretending to be the other person you know right Uh, so i have to look at it from those two different perspectives in order for me to fully enjoy a film You know, if I watch it one way or the other way, I'm not going to enjoy it. You know, I have to have I have to watch it through two different lenses. It's almost like watching it with an anaglyph, you know, 3D glasses. One's blue, one's red. Like I have to watch a movie that way in order for me to actually get the full scope of what's going on. What is the director trying to portray here as if this world that we're watching is a real place? And then I look at it from the other side, which saying, okay, how is this actor I mean, how is this director making this film? What are they doing with these people that we know, you know, as actors? You know, what are they getting at here on this end? And it really is two totally different worlds. But I have to watch it from both sides in order for me to make sense and, and, and really get a true feel for how I feel about a film. Right.
3: And for the most part, I agree with you.
1: However, in this case, the actor—well, no—in this case, John Woo and the writers of the film were trying to tell a story of about an outer body experience. Well, I'm going to repeat myself. The writer and the director, who was John Woo, was trying to tell a story about an outer body experience, and I think that's what they were giving us. When you're seeing Nicolas Cage on screen
3: playing Castor Troy, who is
1: really Sean Archer. On one hand, I agree with you. He is dealing with some serious psychological issues that that have absolutely nothing to do with him being in in Castor Troy's shoes. It has to do with him and the problems that Sean Archer had. Here...
3: I feel like they are trying to tell a
1: story about a man who gets to be somebody else. We've all wanted to be somebody else. At one point or another, in everybody's lives, we've all looked at the other side of the fence with envy. We've all wanted to be somebody else, and that's exactly what they're giving us in this film. You can't say the same thing for the actual cast of Troy. The actual cast of Troy Troy,
3: actually, wow. What the hell was that?
1: We've all wanted to be somebody else. We've all been looking on the other side of the fence with envy. We've all said the grass is greener on the other side. And that's what I think this movie is trying to tell. I think this movie is trying to tell that story. and I don't think... I think you can watch this movie both ways, actually. I think you can watch it your way and say, what is this actor trying to do in this situation as another person who is playing yet another person? I think that's a great way to watch the film. I don't think there's any right or wrong wrong way at all. It's just... It's a lot. It's a lot to go into. And there was a lot that happens with... With this character, mm-hmm. and it's weird that see that's the thing. It's weird that you don't get the same type of narrative with John Travolta mm-hmm. in this movie as you do with Nicolas Cage. I and I'm not unhappy that I didn't get to see it. I don't think it fits the character of Cash Troy, like at its core. I don't think it fits that character at all. Sean Archer is. And this is why I feel the way that I do is that the character of Sean Archer is so damaged that at at this point in his life, anything would seem better. Yeah. Any life would seem more appealing mm-hmm. than being left with the guilt and, again, the responsibility of still having to be a father and a husband. That's kind of... that's. That's a lot of... That's, that's one of the main reasons why I see things the way that I do with that character. But now that you brought it up, um, you can't differentiate. You have to watch with both lenses. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch this movie again with a different set of eyes to yeah. see what you're talking about. Because right now... I'm going to be honest. Right now, I don't. Because I didn't watch it that way. So, that's me. Um... We talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, so we got that. All right. I want to move on to something else.
0: So okay. there's an action before, scene. That's like, there, OK, there is here's an a massive, scene. massive shootout scene in that apartment. Right. Right. Yep. And here he goes protecting this child that reminds him of Michael, Michael, Michael. And he throws these headphones on him. So while yep. there's this big, massive shootout going on, we've got "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" performed by I don't know, I don't know who. Clearly not Judy Garland. Playing no, it's not. While there's just blood spraying everywhere and people falling off of balconies and this and that and whatever, and it's like, oh, well, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't know Go what ahead. to make of this. I, yeah. I don't know what to make of that at all. Like, I don't know what to make of the song selection. I don't know what to make of this scene. And the fact that it's centered around this kid with some headphones on, I I, I feel like, and this is me reading a lot into it, Mm. I feel like this is kind of the way Caster probably grew up. Being Mm. surrounded by just this amazing amount of violence. Yeah, which talks about why he is the way he is today. And when you go back to when you go back to uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage in their in their 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 scene in in the prison, and he comes away with ah, don't worry about it. He clearly had some childhood psychological trauma, right? And then you see this, and it's his actual son. Kind of clicked for me a little bit. I, I never thought of that. Yeah. I really, I really like the way that I really like the way
0: that those two scenes kind of mirror each other a little bit. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, they don't mirror each other, but it it leads up to this whole thing. It was like, here's this kid. What is that going to do to this child? And we don't see anything about this kid. This kid's like basically a mute. You know, we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: No, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Anyways, because it's a big problem that I have. It's. Probably the biggest problem that I have with this film. We're getting there, anyways. You have this kid with the headphones on, somewhere over the rainbow. Now, I feel kind of bad for uh for Wizard of Oz because now, when I think somewhere over the rainbow, I don't think Wizard of Oz. I think Face Off.
0: So <laughs>
1: now the, the, there's that
0: as of like now only because of this most recent time you've watched it.
1: <laughs> no, always. Always. Ever okay. since I've seen this. And I saw Wizard of Oz when I was real young. Well, yeah. love well. that movie <laughs> when I was real young. Everybody yeah. everybody has. love that movie, movie when, when I was young. young. We're not in Kansas anymore.
3: Um, so,
1: this is where I begin to pick apart this movie a little bit too much.
2: Hmm.
1: Up until this point,
3: Caster or Archer has the upper hand right mm-hmm.
1: and after this big shootout somewhere over the rainbow his brother falls through a roof his brother is thrown off through glass falls through a roof splat on the ground dead mm-hmm. and this We're cop jumping. comes along this cop comes along and says sir why are you crying it's only just, paul just Troy. it's only paul and he, Troy. And he blows him away. He shoots this him right the in the forehead. This is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end. Why? Why are you shooting this guy? Uh, you, because you, he's
0: just like, I, he finally I he lost it.
1: something. No, I get it. He, 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 fine, he lost something. But still, you have the upper hand for a character that has gone through this entire movie playing every move so cool whether you're whether you're winning or whether you're losing a little bit, you have played every moment so cool. You haven't deviated for what from what you're trying to do at all. But now that you're close to getting what you want, mm-hmm. if you wanted to right now, you could kill the real Sean Archer. You could you could you could end it. Uh-huh. You could go and, and finish it which you're trying to do right now but no you set up your pieces for self destruction by shooting this cop in the forehead what's going on
3: he
0: finally is losing it okay he just lost his brother the okay. only bit of family he had
3: so you're, and he's not thinking um, straight he lost it he's
0: a sociopath he lost his brother. He's a sociopath. The only thing keeping him somewhat sane. He's a
3: sociopath. I get it. You can
1: keep saying that. He's a sociopath. That's uh, that, that it. P- period. This person is a sociopath. Get up and walk away and continue walking your
0: line. And nothing else goes awry. It is the only no, thing, the only thing in the world keeping him okay. somewhat grounded. I disagree. Mm. I disagree with that.
1: There are other things that are motivating Castro Troy, such as having control over this government agency. Control, power, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Control, power, respect. There are plenty of other things keeping him grounded.
3: But you have an emotional response.
1: And that's your downfall. This is the beginning of your downfall. Yeah. Then, and then he, the next day, he's feeling down about it. He goes into his office. His commanding officer comes into the room. They have words. Hits him on the back of the neck, hits him in the chest, makes a phone call. He had a heart attack. Okay, now you're killing somebody. For what reason? You have, and we didn't touch on this before, you have co-blanch from the president of the United States.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're worried about this
3: person?
2: <sighs>
3: come
1: on, come on. Like I said, this is where this movie starts to fall apart for
0: me. Well, this it's ending... when he starts to fall apart. That's, that's the whole thing. You're saying the movie falls apart. No, his character falls apart because finally they're both starting to get to a sort of middle ground. Where they're both going insane. And he even says at that point, he's like, I, let, let's admit this. We both like it the other way around. Let's just get our faces back where they belong.
1: Okay, fine. No, let's just kill each other. Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, great line. I, and then, we I but the thing product. is, we get to the best one of my favorite shots in the whole movie, is you've got these two people with their oh, enemies' the faces on, and they stare at a mirror, and they hold a gun it's at amazing. the mirror. And it's it's, it's such a simple little shot, and it's funny because as like before it <laughs> happened, I haven't watched the movie in years, you know, at least ten years, and that as it was coming up, and I'm volumes. like, oh my god, this makes I I'm that like, oh one the shot. mirror shot. Yeah,
1: that one shot speaks volumes.
0: Oh, yeah, because you finally have that. You finally have them facing their own enemy after all this time that's gone by. Was it a month or a week, a week, you know, a week, this week that went by and you're in your enemy's body, basically. Right. And they turn and look and get to face their actual enemy. Briefly in this mirror and they shoot each other and they both duck out of the way and whatever. But it was it was so simple so quick but yet so great it was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing it's such a great way to represent who they're really shooting at you know you're right you're absolutely right i love that shot i love
1: that shot my problem isn't the shot my problem is you again you have this character that so far has played everything very cool very calm he's been collective he's been very methodical but the slightest little not not the slightest little but an upset can derail him so much where i feel like if that didn't happen if he didn't let his emotions get involved and he, he even says it later hmm. i kill i'm i'm uh, he doesn't apologize for killing his son but he says your son was a mistake but you took it so personally right this coming from a person who took the death of his brother very personally mm-hmm it doesn't fit for me. I don't understand why they did this. The only reason why I can, the only reason why I do understand why they did this is because, you know, Sean Archer is the hero of the movie and he has to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like yeah. both of them are unraveling. Okay. That's They're f- both that's unraveling as, like, there's a certain and once Pollux is dead... That's when both of them are at a point where they're like he just like goes to his immediate like unraveling right there and they both catch up where they're both on the same exact page. Okay, you know, like here we got Sean Archer who's slowly unraveling and just seeing more and more. that's like tormenting him because, of course, he's the hero. We want to see him, you know, go through some kind of growth, some kind of struggle throughout it. Right. And then you get the bad guy. Like, we'd like to see a little bit of struggle from him, too, but we're not going to see it until later on. And then it's like neck and neck, head to head, you know, even on the sides. And then, you know, well, he goes ahead and in sh- well, I mean, whatever. We already not, talked about the boat scene. Not, but No,
1: no, no. We're still moving up to the boat scene because I have a, I, I have some things to say about that. <laughs> um, the next scene directly after this, after the big shootout in, in the apartment. Hmm. Um Nicholas Cage, uh, Sean Archer, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him, goes home, yep. and he's shot. He's holding a bullet wound home, yep. and he gets he goes home to talk to Eve in the bedroom. He goes to talk to Eve in the bedroom. I'm gonna skip over their conversation. He just tells the story about a date. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead. That was later on, yeah. That was later on. You're right. He says, "You know what? Here's your proof." My blood, my blood type is O O negative. Mm -hmm. Castor's blood type is AB. AB. There's your proof. Why? This is it? Because she's a doctor? She, this is it? Because she works in a hospital. Really? This Mm -hmm. is it? And then she, and then she, she's laying next to Castor. Mm -hmm. Stabs him in the arm. Stabs him in the arm with a very long looking needle. How does he not wake up? What, what's going on? I'm gonna leave that alone.
0: Smaller left in that shot. It
1: was giant. <laughs> no, that would wake somebody up. If I came into your bedroom tonight while you're sleeping and stuck you with that thing, you would wake up and look at me and say, "What are you doing in my house?"
0: I would do more and than you that. know.
1: You would. <laughs> I have a feeling like I would go through a window. Let's something would happen. He, let's just
0: say you'd be leaving with a few less teeth. Um. So. <laughs> but, there you yeah. go. There you go. I get go. it. I get it. Um, I okay. saw that. Nope, I wondered, nope, I'm like, nope. okay. Well, here's wait a minute. This.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She goes to the hospital and tests it. Freaks out. He's standing there, and just there's immediate acceptance because of this first date story
3: with mm. about a drunken dentist.
0: Okay. Uh, no, no. I, there, there's not immediate acceptance until he touches her face with this overdone. Like, I don't way, get that. Way, I don't way, get it. Way overdone face g- It's all face over the place.
1: Thing. It's all over the place. He does it to his son. He does it to her on multiple occasions. Yes. He does it to his daughter. I don't understand the face touch and the, the, the just, I, I it, it, just.
0: I get it. I get it. Grazing his fingers over the face. It's a thing Why? that he does. I get it. Like, there's one thing I do with my daughter is I I, I point to my eye. I point to my heart and I point to her. You know, it's something I've done since she was a child, and it's something that she'll always remember. You know, I love you. You know, I and love that's, you. Yeah, and it's something that I've always done with her, and I do it with Hannah too, and both of them will always remember that's something I do with them. However, are you
1: caressing if, their faces? Are however, you- <laughs> however,
0: it's not something I sit there and do constantly, twenty four seven. So, if somebody was to make a movie about my life, you would see it fifty friggin times in the movie. I don't. So they they did it, it over the top. It was ridiculous. And it's kinda like, yeah, well of course if it was Castor Troy, he'd know that because if he's watching from any time of your life, he would see him do it ten times. Because he does it, it constantly. They did it over yeah, the top. I don't, it was ridiculous.
3: I don't
1: remember I don't remember Castor doing it.
3: Uh, I don't think no. Castor no, does it.
1: No, he, he didn't doesn't do it. Okay, good.
0: Okay, good. I know. Because that would have ruined okay, the whole thing. But
1: and then and then while we're on this subject. And then we get to the end where Adam needs a home and then his daughter does it to him.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, done. It's a but family. But anyways, thing. it's a family. It's, fa- it's a family thing. Right. Yeah, um, I know. One more
1: thing that I wanted to bring up before we really move on. And I said this about John Woo earlier about some of his uh, his. um. Is, uh, yeah. Doves? No, not doves. Um, (laughs) there's the shootout in the apartment, and Dietrich takes a bullet for his sister and her son, and before she leaves, he yanks her
0: back and gives her a big old smooch. Now... Are we sure is, they were brother and sister? Because I felt they like are I had brother to... brother and sister. I feel like they I had are, to rewind and figure it out, because I'm like, wait, I thought they were brother they and sister. Brother, Maybe I missed a part. They are
1: brother and sister. So you have this thing with who is supposed to be Sean, and who is supposed to be his daughter, and a cigarette at the beginning, and this is very weird, and now you have a brother... Passionately, dragging his sister back in for a kiss.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Is that
1: just? Is, is that just?
3: That's I mean, just hey, what if, it is, If you right?
0: watched it and paid more attention than I did, and you're confirming that, then you've explained something I've wondered for many, many years. Like, wait, okay, I thought good. they were brother and sister. Um, okay, good. What? I'm <laughs> glad I'm not the only one who thought that. <laughs> Well, no, duh. It's if if that's what they truly were, then that's very odd. I don't know. was illegal this is... in most states. <laughs> well, most states. Yeah.
1: So I'm not. Uh... I'm getting increasingly uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. So let's move on. Anyways, let's move on. Um. So one of my we got this... one of my favorite another one of my favorite scenes is. They're at his commanding officer's funeral.
0: Yep, and there are many doves. Many, 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 many doves. Many doves everywhere. lot of doves. lot of doves. It's it's as if there's like dove dove pheromones. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. It, I'm the sorry. Place. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. And there is a there is one. And I remember there was one random seagull because yes, there was a seagull. He's walking. <laughs> He's walking on a beach. He's watching on a beach and there's
0: just this random <laughs> <The> seagull. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I spotted a seagull in there the beginning. A seagull, and I'm like, oh no, wait, it's a dove. So I'm like, okay, I thought I, it was love, a seagull. I love what happens. <laughs> so
1: for some really so the church clears out, and then Sean
0: No, no, church uh, didn't Nicolas clear Cage. out yet. First first of all, first of all, hang church on, didn't clear on, out hang hang yet. Hang, Okay, go ahead. They're in the church. They're in the chapel, whatever, on this beach, which is okay. They're there. What, what, and what he, chapel? He, what chapel is on a beach? I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? He is the director of this department, and we don't even know what this department is. Is it the FBI? Is it some other agency? We never get a clear answer. It's to this.
0: FBI. They said FBI. It, is it? Yeah. No, I'm because he sure. says. We're, said, such a,
1: we're such a secret organization that when we snap our fingers, nothing gets done. So that's why I thought they weren't FBI.
0: No, uh, no, no. Okay, they were whatever. FBI.
1: Fine. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. They're FBI. He
0: says run the bureau any way you want. And he meant the, you know. FBI. Okay, fine. So, fine, FBI.
1: There's about 20 people at this funeral. Yep. This should be a huge event yeah. first. This should be way bigger than it is. Okay? But there's yeah. like 20 people here. It's very small. It's
0: very intimate. Not a problem. Fine. Well, it's the director of that area of the FBI. It's not like the FBI is centralized in LA. But whatever. So, okay. My my thing is, okay, we got seagulls and doves and they're just everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. Goes in there, lights his candle, pulls the picture... From the frame that he smashed earlier, out and sends it up with some random person and gives it to Sean Archer. Uh sorry, Master yep. Troy in Sean Archer's body, and he yep. looks at it, smiles like in crum- like smiles like he and crumples it up and drops it on the ground, all smiley like. Yep. He looks back, yep. and you just see a dove. <laughs> All you see is a dove just flying across through the doorway. Oh, God. And it's like, ah. And the dove signifies, in all of John Woo's films, the hero. The white knight. The white dove.
3: Maybe.
1: Maybe. Because later on, the church is empty. Mm -hmm. And John Archer, as Nicolas Cage, is up the altar with a gun out. And then doves come out of the back, and here comes, Castro Troy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So who's the hero? And,
2: and he doesn't gotcha. just
1: come out. He doesn't just come out. He comes out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <inaudible> he goes. Look at him up there, and he does his little his little hanging Christ. Isn't this?
1: <laughs> isn't this religious? And he poses
0: like Jesus.
1: Yeah. Woo boy. Oh boy. Oh, Woo-wee. my God. Yeah. 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 Again. Yep. Again. This. What, ha- <laughs> what? What? Exactly. What <laughs> happens right here? I'm um, from the I'm um, the, um, the, from that till isn't this religious. And when they have everybody just in the room pointing their guns at each other. Ooh, <laughs> what a predicament. John Travolta. John Travolta is amazing. What
0: a predicament. <laughs> he says oh we. Oh, my God. Wee! <laughs> oh, my God. It was amazing. So was I've amazing. seen you see standoffs in many movies, right? But you never see so many. You never see a standoff that's so confusing like this. So wait a second. Does Sasha know? I didn't know? know what was going on. Does Sasha know? I thought. That he's. Wh- if she doesn't. If she Castor, doesn't know. Why? Did, well, hang on.
1: <laughs> if she doesn't know. Why does she rescue Evie? Right. She like turns around and like the first thing that she does before she even fires a shot is drags her to the ground and like gets her out of the way. Why? If she does Because she, doesn't she recognizes know, that
0: she's an innocent person stuck in the middle of it. She's not a criminal, per se. She's a criminal. She's she a criminal. Is, she is, but she's, she's a criminal. She's not a she, bad person. If you're if
1: you're if you're harboring what the FBI considers a terrorist, you're a criminal. Plus, yes. how many cops, how many cops did she kill in that apartment? Exactly. Exactly.
3: More than one. So there you go. She's
1: a criminal. Anyways, we're coming up on the end of this movie. Um we talked about we didn't talk about this gun scene.
3: It was all right. It wasn't the best one in the film. Um.
1: His daughter, Jamie, comes along. And this is after he I don't know if he just screams too loud or takes a shot to the throat, which was kind of implied at the beginning of this movie. But now all of a sudden we have uh, both main actors on screen and all we're hearing is John Travolta. Like this is this is the goodbye for for. Uh, Nicholas Cage's voice, like no more, we're done with you. And now it's just—it's all John Travolta's voice. Listen to me, I'm your father. And she shoots. Yeah, don't Nicolas listen to my Cage. voice. Look at you with your of eyes. Of course, she shoots Nicholas Cage. Why wouldn't yeah. she? Why wouldn't she? Why right. wouldn't she shoot Nicholas Cage? I um, get it. He
0: was—I remember watching it to see like when it happened to Nicholas Cage, or you know, and it never did. And I'm like, okay. But seeing when it happened to him, I'm pretty sure it was like it was a hit to the throat. Like a choke or a hit to the throat. It was it was something like that, some kind of trauma. Okay. It it, it did okay. happen. I just I didn't rewind it to see it again. But I remember okay. vividly seeing it and saying, Okay, when's the next one? And then it never happened. I'm like, eh, well, whatever. Okay. okay so they're both they're both John Travolta. Great. And then we're on a boat. Um, let's then- go back. Let's go back. So there she is. There's the the recognition, the understanding, because at that point she's like, Oh, this guy is a dick and he's got me. With a gun to my head. Okay. And she stabs him with the butterfly knife and twists, just like he taught her. And, and when, if- when it happens, when it happens, I almost go, ah, oh, Caster, why are you so dumb? Like, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> you specifically told her to do that. <laughs> right. Like, and, and he just was totally caught off guard by it, which again comes back, to, in my opinion, to the unraveling. Like he is has lost his cool. He's lost his edge. He is not on track anymore because his brother has been killed. Uh, like uh. he's he's still trying to hang on to it, but he lost one thing that was keeping him grounded. He doesn't have that security uh, anymore.
1: Yeah, he's lost his grounded because his uh, his brother has been killed. And I'm having a really hard time disagreeing with that because we're coming upon. We're coming upon the next stage in something that's very confusing to me, where right now he still has the upper hand because we're in our cutting between Sean and Castro fighting. And having their big gun blow out, and then all of a sudden, Evie is calling somebody, saying, "I got a crazy story to tell you," and we have to believe that she's telling whoever's on the other line. Right. of This we, we have more and more people
0: realizing who's who's hang on, really. Hang on,
1: hang on, hang on. No, we don't. No, we don't. We have one person who believes.
0: There's Evie. That this there's is
1: the, the daughter. There's there's Evie. The daughter is busy crying. We don't know what she believes because she's going, can somebody tell me what planet I'm on? (laughs) So we don't know what's going on with her. And then we have Evie calling somebody named Wanda and saying, I have a crazy story to tell you. We don't. Why does this person named Wanda have any stock in what's going on? That's first. Second, plausible deniability. Right. Mm. Sean Archer looks like Sean Archer. If it walks like a a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Before he decides to, what does he do first? Okay, so the LAPD and their squad car, they pull up to the shootout and he just blows them away. Why? You've won. You've already won. You don't know that you've won. You're Sean Archer right now. Why are you shooting cops? For what reason? Nobody knows what this your wife, who you can have taken care of if you really want to, or whatever is going to happen there. No one's going to believe her over you. She's a she's a nurse or a doctor. You are the head or or the, the 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 would be head of the local branch of the FBI. Who's gonna Who's gonna deny your word? Who's gonna call you a liar right now? Nobody. Nobody's gonna say anything. Nobody's gonna call you a liar, especially about this crazy story. Oh yeah, our faces were reversed. Who's gonna believe that? There were three people alive who knew what had happened, and they're all dead. Who would believe this right now? Who would believe it? Nobody. This is where. Everything. I mean, you say these characters fall apart and they start to crumble and, 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 and they're on the break of insanity. I say this is where this movie falls apart. This is unbelievably poor storytelling. You have his wife, who has no affiliation with the Bureau or any government agency at all, who doesn't understand everything of what went on. Making a phone call, and this is Caster's undoing, mm. and it just and it's just compounded by him going on a rampage. I'm gonna kill these two cops when, otherwise they would have hunted down my enemy on my side. I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to a marina, and you know kill some dude who has a boat and steal it.
0: Why?
3: What? What is going
0: on? Well, it, it, again, it comes down to he OK, he's unhinged. Oh, God. And go, go ahead. He's go ahead. he's ahead. he's at the point where he's recognizing people are probably going to realize that I'm not who I'm pretending to be. How? How?
1: How are people going to realize this?
0: How? Look, look at his response when they asked if he had some kind of operation. How would they have? How would somebody have known at that point? That was, uh, what, the stick out of your ass? Come on, man. Yeah. No, it, it, that was early on. And he responded quickly, like, what do you mean? Like, he was dead serious. What are you talking about? I know. but <laughs> My point is, he has a fear that someone's going to catch on. And somebody that he didn't think of might know. Or somebody might believe whatever so-and-so might have said. So, he's on his guard. And at this point, he's unhinged. So, he's paranoid. He's unhinged, he's totally unraveled, and what else are you going to do? I'm going to think everybody's my enemy. He doesn't care who he is, he doesn't care who he shoots, he's Castor Troy. So, I can see it, I don't think it's the movie that's falling apart, I, I really think it's the character. The character's finally falling apart because he cannot hold up the facade
3: anymore. My- mm. <sighs> So, Hmm. That's okay. That not being able to hold
1: up a facade is something I can grasp onto.
0: Yeah, I. I okay. Yeah, just, I,
1: I. I. I see. I see where you're coming from with that.
0: Yeah, it's just he can't do it anymore because he's finally lost it. You know, and that's and that's where it comes into the whole. The hero can do what he has to do, and the hero will stand true to himself and keep on going. And then uh, mm. eventually people are gonna be like, whatever, it's just me. Ah, I did it. Ah. <laughs> you know? And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your snooping kids, you know, whatever. It's, mm. it's gonna get to that point where they finally just say, Whatever it was me. You know, fine. Dang, you got me. So um all right. So <sighs> we're on a boat. We're on a boat, suddenly. We're on we're on boats. Not just one boat, we're on and boats. And a boat chase now. Okay,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're on a boat. Before we even, and, and I brought this up earlier, and I'm hoping that you've had a little bit of time to think about it. We're on boats.
3: It's a boat chase. They're shooting at each other. All, all types of craziness is going on. He jumps off
1: one boat. Uh, Sean, uh, Nicolas Cage, jumps from one boat to the other. The boat that he was originally on crashes and blows Uh up. Uh Uh-huh. A boat can crash (laughs) and blow up, but a plane at the beginning of this movie crashing.
0: Goes through glass.
1: And and there's (laughs) fire. There are barrels. There are barrels. There are barrels and barrels and barrels. And a plane
3: full of fuel. That does not get damaged. It goes
0: through through windows. That does not get...
1: It goes into a hangar full of barrels and God knows what else. And there's no fire. No one dies. Everybody's okay. No, 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 no. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine, including Caster who walks off of that plane without a a scratch. Nothing is awry. Nothing goes wrong here, but a boat
0: sets off this explosion (laughs) that is
1: just ridiculous. As we talked about in the beginning of this
0: movie, it's, it's so funny, we've had so much to talk about. We've been talking for two hours now about this movie, and I said, you know what? Why don't we just open up and say, Face Off is a John Woo film. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You guys have a good week. Um, there we go. It Face there off, will be John explosions. Will there will be explosions. There will be action when it serves the purpose of filling the story and and making okay. it just make sense for uh, making a story. Well, so yeah, I well, agree. When I agree, when there should be more explosions in the beginning, but instead we got turning on the fireworks. The Fire. We got fireworks. We got fireworks. <laughs> you remember Thor when he had sparkly <laughs> fingers? <laughs> oh, Captain Sparkles. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. We, oh, Sparkle fingers. What do you go to? the a- Ass place. Ass. Ass bird. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Don't talk negatively about Thor.
2: Because
0: <laughs> it comes from the. No, because it comes from the land of the ice and snow. Alright, don't wouldn't the midnight springs and the hot springs blow? Yeah, I know, I know. But listen. Kay. Listen. I'm not talking badly about him, but Jeff Goldblum.
3: <laughs>
0: Anyways. As, let's uh, let's place. move on. Let's move on. Yes. Um to, so the, yes, end. We'll to the end. We'll talk about sparkle fingers and sparkly sparkly planes going through buildings. Got it. Um and then explosions with boats. Okay, yeah, I see it. My big, my big issue with that is you've got <sighs> Sean Archer in Nicholas Cage's body <laughs> is hanging on the side of a boat. <laughs> no, he's not. It's wait some minute, random guy who looks nothing like him. <laughs> They they may <laughs> yeah. as well have just had a guy dressed up nothing. like Santa Claus hanging on the side nothing. of the boat because it looked nothing, nothing like him. The, the shape nothing. of his the shape of his body, nothing. his head, his hair, nothing matched. It made see, no you're, sense. You're, see, we're on opposite sides.
1: You're hung up on Nicolas Cage. I'm hung up. I'm hung. Up, I'm hung up on John Travolta because when they both go flying off of the boat, not there and they're yet. In the air, not oh, there no, yet. I'm there. Okay, fine. But I'm just saying, when we get there, wow.
0: Oh, yeah. No, they, they both look at totally least, ridiculous. At least, no, no, no. At least
1: Nicolas Cage, at least that whoever that was, there was some similarities going on. John Travolte, the Sun double, didn't even have the
0: same hair color. Neither did Cage's. Really? It, yeah, Cage's hair was like reddish in this movie. Wow. It was black. They were both double. like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I almost feel like they switched stunt doubles. Like, the person who should have been Sean Archer was hanging on the side of the boat. I'm like, wait, but he's not the one <laughs> who's out there. Like, but, but, wait, I mean, no. <laughs> Somebody made a mistake here, and John Will's like, oh ah, well, you God. know, stunt doubles, and just, let's move on. Don't, if it looks that bad, don't show it. So we get back to this whole thing where they, they have this boat chase, and... It's like why bother even casting Cage if they weren't even going to attempt to find a stunt double that somewhat looked anything like him, you know? So they get this whole know. thing where the boat the boat crashes onto the land. They both fly out of it, and if it looks so bad, why slow mo it? Because that means it looks bad for even longer, <laughs> and we have to subject looks ourselves really bad ourselves to watching this these two men who were not even involved in the rest of the film. And you're like, who are they?
2: Cool. Well, they were
1: involved in the rest of the film. They're just, at the end, when Nicolas Cage died... Ah,
0: we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, my my, my point is, when you get the when you... It's just... ah, It's really odd to me that they can't have better stunt doubles. Now, I, I haven't seen... Uh, what's it? Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or whatever it's called now. Um, oh boy, I haven't seen it, but oh I could I could see where it would make sense that Brad Pitt and DiCaprio could look similar if they did the right things for him to be his stunt double. I could see it. They both have dark eyebrows and light hair. Cool, that's a good start. Similar hair length, okay, cool, also good.
3: Similar color of skin. Okay. Got it. Good. So, there's that. And then you see face-off. <sighs> okay. Moving on, we'll just say bad stunt doubles
0: could have done better.
1: Could have done way better.
0: Yeah. So, Agreed. here he is. They get to a scene where he gets up to his face. He's, he's right there. He pulls the trigger of a harpoon. And Caster Troy reaches up and grabs it before it even, like, shoots out of the har- of the harpoon launcher there.
1: No, no, no. I'm going to stop you. Because that harpoon had already been shot. Yeah. It was, it was, it was coming out. It was I know. going. And before
3: I Before it actually
0: projects. Like, he stops it. Exactly.
3: That's what I thought. But no. That's not what happened.
1: He because you get to the end and he's pulling the trigger and pulling the trigger and then he lets go and he pulls the trigger and then the harpoon shoots.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: I'm pretty sure yep. he shot it. So there was a mistake there. No, because he shot it. No, it moved and then exactly. he stopped it. And then what, exactly. he, had, he had like a secondary trigger.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh... Yep. That's that's, 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 that's what's going on. I'm watching it. Right now. I'm watching it right now. He shoots the harpoon. It moves. It clearly moves. And he's sitting there holding it. He's holding back a harpoon shot. After, After it's already released. The harpoon is released. And then he starts carving up his face. Ridiculous. He starts carving up his face.
3: And then. And then. Nick Cage.
1: Sean Archer kicks him in the balls. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Fires the shot again. The harpoon hits him. And he screams, die.
2: Die. Oh, boy. Yeah.
3: And then uh, we're ready.
1: Ready for the big ride, baby.
2: Yeah, let's
1: bring everything full circle. No, no, we're not bringing everything full circle. Huh. He's ready cops for the big up. ride, baby. No, 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 no. The cops show up. The feds or the LAPD or whoever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. They show up. They go up to Nicholas Cage and say, Archer, you all right? They just believe his wife. hmm Why?
3: Exactly. They
1: just believe her. She makes a phone call to some mystery woman named Wanda. I got a crazy story to tell. And then they just believe this person who looks like Castor Troy isn't really Castor Troy, but they're Sean Archer. I they're feel. Sean Archer, And who doesn't look. And who doesn't look like Castle Troy is Castle Troy. What is going on here?
0: I feel Why? like Wanda is Margaret Cho. <laughs> the one who with the stick who said you get a stick up your butt. Who clearly recognized he's acting really funny. And because of what she said and what she proved, she was like, I believe her. That makes sense because he clearly has not been himself for exactly a week. So
3: me that's where I am. Okay.
0: And she's like, and then, you know, there she is saying, I can prove it. I checked the blood type and this and that. He's clearly not him. I feel like she could. And she kind of like took over as like the next in command because she's the most recognizable. That's what I think.
3: That must have been Wanda. Okay. Okay. I'll swallow that one. Good. Um, The ending. He goes home with Caster's son.
2: hmm
1: He's going to raise Caster's son.
0: Yeah, he promised he would. Uh, to who? Who did he to, promise? To Sasha, when pro- she was
1: dying. No. No, 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 no. He promised Sasha that he wouldn't let Adam grow up like them. Completely different from raising this kid. Uh, Well, I mean... Are we supposed to, okay, so this person, uh, and, and and you have brought it up, and I have brought it up, this person, uh, Sean Archer, who has a lot, a lot of issues, a lot of psychological issues that is going to take years of therapy to even remotely break through, he is bringing home the son of the man who killed his son, uh-huh. and is going to raise him, and- yes. This is healthy. This no. is what this is. This is no, th- no, 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 no. This is the ending. This is what happens. Come on. This is what happens again. I go to he enjoyed being Castro Troy. This is not a psychological break. This is not a, a, a momentary lapse of sanity. This isn't breaking on insanity. He enjoyed being cast to Troy, and now he gets to bring a piece of him home with him. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: That is where I stand. That is where I stand.
1: Is this a movie about an outer body experience, a sci-fi action film? Of course it is. This is also a movie about how the grass is greener on the other side. And if you make it to that point, you're going to bring something back with you. And he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sean Archer brought back a reminder of what it was like to beat Casser Troy for a week. Yep. This isn't healthy. This isn't good for him. To replace his son, to replace his... It, I'm sorry to say this so bluntly, but to replace his dead son with somebody that, I mean, from the, the, the opening film and the pictures, looks just like him. This is what we're doing? Come on.
3: Right. I have a big problem with the way this movie ended if you want if 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 you wanted to do a a a good ending give sean archer some resolve show
1: him going to therapy with his wife show him coming to some kind of inner peace Mm -hmm. not just putting a band-aid on everything that is going on like he's always done Yeah. Come on. This is... I don't want to call it poor writing because I don't think it is. I think it speaks to his character. He's the type of person who's never going to get over what happened. Right. And it it just adds to my theory of him being an envy of Castro Troy. He has everything he doesn't want. I'm sorry. He has everything that... Castor has everything that Archer doesn't have. Respect from his peers, love from his peers,
3: fear from his peers in a certain way, Mm -hmm. and a son. What's there not to like? And now he has all of that. He's a hero. And he replaces child. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and by the way, Margaret Cho was Wanda, so that confirms that. Okay. All right. All right, good. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about have that. You, yeah, so do I. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, um, definitely not a movie that we would initially be like, hey, let's talk about this in depth. But I, I, I just really, I always felt like of all action films... This this has. It's funny because you think of. In in my opinion, this almost this almost touches upon the realm of sci-fi, because it's a technology that we don't really have. Um, right. although it's not in the future, it's not in space, it's not some other galaxy or anything like that, or you know, some older time, you know, in another galaxy. It's it's. But because it comes up with this technology that we do not have, where it would be this flawless Mm -hmm. and simple, it almost has a sci fi feel to it, which is what makes this, you know, able to break beyond um, a normal action film. Uh, So it does. And when it when you are able to do that to it, it gives you more of an element where we can talk more about what's actually happening here. Okay, we found a way to take a person and put them in another body. I mean, I know it's the same body. It's just their face and their hair color and blah, blah, blah is different. But let's look at it and say they swapped bodies, which is pretty much what really happened. You know, how does that affect people psychologically? When you are taken out of the body that you've been you've lived in, out of the situation that is your life and put in the opposite role, you know, the role of your enemy. How do you handle that? How do you process that information? And how do you live with yourself? Having gone through it. So to me. This goes beyond a normal action film. Or sci-fi. Because there's that whole mm. psychological element. And that's what I like about this right. movie. Um, which is different than a lot of other John Woo films. And some of the other things that we look at. Be- because it, it just has that, that whole different thing. I'm surprised I'm really surprised that it, it ended up being such an action film. You know, with it having this this whole, you know, background of there's a big psychological thing we can touch upon here.
1: You know? And it, that 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 brings me to one other point. Um, within the past. Almost 20 years now, mm-hmm. we have seen an abundance of remakes And reboots. Mm -hmm. I think this is a clear example of a movie that would benefit from a remake. Mm. Because if it was, I think, especially today, I think if it was to be done as a remake, it would benefit from being somewhat more of a psychological thriller. Yeah. And I would love to see something like that. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean... I'm not going to touch on it, but which is why I brought up to you what I chose for our next uh, movie that we're going to do, which is more of a psychological thriller, not thriller, but uh,
0: yeah, psychological,
1: uh, 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 I'll look at the, I'll look at the psyche. And it, it, this movie inspired me to do that because I do think that if any, if any nineties action, mindless film would benefit from our, taking another look at, I mean, we've seen, we've seen them all. We've seen them all happen. I mean, we saw point break be remade. And right now, lion King is in theaters. If there's anything that from the nineties that is deserves to be taken another glance at it's face off. I think this movie would benefit from that. I think this movie Mm. has a lot more to offer than just the gunslinging and the explosions. And yeah. the, the the poor, you know, production choices. This has the potential of being a really, really great psychological thriller movie. Mm. I wanna see that. I don't know about you, I don't know about the rest of whoever's listening to this, but I would love to see somebody like somebody like a, a Nolan. Or mm. or even an M.L.A. Like Shyamalan take on this concept, because I think it's brilliant.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think there's a lot more to offer than what we actually saw here.
2: Right.
0: I think
1: John Woo wanted to make an action film, and he saw a pretty decent script, and he said, all right, I'm going to run with this. Yeah. But there's a lot more going on than just meets the eye.
0: Right.
3: Um, And that's
1: all I have to say. I think we're done. Yeah. I think we're done.
0: It's been a pleasure, and catch you on the flippity.